0: Just really, and just really
1: hammering your keyboard right on microphone is what you're doing right now. Like, just <laughs> take it easy there, Conan. What are you doing?
0: Mm, I guess I'll run a backup. I keep fucking forgetting to do it.
1: Well, I'm, I'm not. I just said I'm, I'm rolling bareback this week. Not happening. No backups. Let's we'll see what happens. Goodness. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Welcome back, everybody, to Dance Robot Dance. This is episode two hundred and eighty-four. Uh, it is yeah, we're in that between time for Christmas, where I don't actually know what day of the week it is. And uh,
0: Thursday, I
1: think. Uh, I think it's Thursday. I don't know. Windows gives me numbers, which doesn't really help me in this context. So
0: I was right. It's Thursday.
1: There you go. Look at that uh, obviously, I'm Mark, and I'll be your host this week. And I'm here with Tim. Yo. Uh How's it going, buddy?
0: Good. I've been off for like a week and a half already. And I've just been. I've been home, like, uh, I, I was, like, with my family for Christmas and now I'm just, like, home, yeah, doing that, like, weird nebulous thing where, like, nothing really is happening. I mean, I'm, like, I'm doing, like, all the shit that I don't have time to do when I'm working, like, going to the dentist and shit like that. All the really exciting stuff.
1: Oh, I just play a lot of video catching games. Up on shit. Yeah, I've been doing really? more of that, too, which I'll get to in my geeky Week. I got lots of time right now, so I've just been like, well, nobody's doing fucking anything right now, so I may as well just Enjoy Red Dead, I guess. It's true. This is happening. Um, we'll do. The, we'll go through the the notes worth of news that I've seen <laughs> for this week. um Spidey made a billion dollars, I guess. I can't get an accurate read on what the fucking tally is. I think it's five hundred thirty six million so far. Domestic, domestic, right? Yeah. Which so includes like North Canada. America. Yeah. yeah, which always includes Canada. uh We always got that fucking call on Sunday. They always wanted our box office tallies. <laughs> then that without back then they still they call us actively like for our numbers too
0: yeah which is I, I mean i guess you know it's just one of those movies it just like has gone viral kind of thing right like everybody's like oh my god you have to see spider-man because like it harkens back to those older movies well, and, like, see i don't and, it, it doesn't make sense to me why like this did so well i mean i guess like i nostalgia. don't see this at, exactly that's all it is right is people are just want like movie comfort food right now
1: exactly and the thing is this is a non-repeatable event yeah, so we can only do this once when it matters, right? They did it right this time, but you can't. Every time you whip these guys out, diminishing returns continues to set in, right? Like right, yeah. there was a reason why, like the amazing movies didn't do amazing, right? Like <laughs> yeah. so, like it, it, there's, there's like we'll see how Morbius does. It's always, it always like Spider-Man in the MCU is always going to do well, mm-hmm. obviously. Because it's Spider Man and Spider Man does well on his own, regardless of what universe he's attached to, whatever. Even Amazing Spider Man made money. Both of them made money. It yeah. just didn't make as much money as they thought they were going to make on them. So mm-hmm. they're like, well, we underperformed."
0: Well, it just it doesn't make sense to me why it's putting up like fucking like Avengers numbers, like why it's putting up like fucking like, Infinity War and End Game kind of numbers.
1: I think you and I are in a weird midpoint where the Spider-Man the Raimi Spider-Man movies aren't as big a nostalgia draw as they are for a certain part of the demographic right now specifically I guess people who are maybe just turning 30-ish now as opposed to 40 now
0: yeah Probably have yeah, like, like those movies came out when they were a kid kind of thing. Yes. And I think yeah, those people are in their 20s. Much more nostalgia
1: for those Toby movies than I do. Because like the sentiment I see online mostly is that a lot of people were like surprised at how good Art Andrew Garfield was, but very excited that Toby was back. Like it was a big mm-hmm. deal. And I'm like, who watched? How old were you when you watched those movies? Because this is going to explain a lot of this to me, I think. Yeah, yeah. Cause like I was 21 when those fucking things came out and I hated them from the fucking go. So I was never the right guy to ask about all this. Like, this is a weird one for me. Like I'm going because I want MCU Spider-Man. I don't give a shit about the nostalgia bend on this movie that actually irritates me more than it does anything else. Mm -hmm. Really?
0: I'm just, I'm just getting tired of it because we're like getting so much of it lately. Like fucking, uh, Ghostbusters, Spider-Man matrix, like, like just, Stop giving me the same fucking shit, just repackaged. Like, give me, give me new shit. And I get it. Like, people are fucking like in weird headspaces because of the pandemic, and they just want shit that's familiar and comfortable. But like, I want new shit.
1: I, that's why like, I'm dying for Doctor Strange. Like that trailer made me fucking hard for something new. Like, just something weird and new that they're doing. In that even if that is a sequel, I guess. Even that's a sequel, though, right? Like, it's still. Yeah. I'm starting so, to have like,
0: those feelings and we'll get to it later about the Disney plus shows too. like give oh, me yeah. something new there kind of thing yeah. rather than just like retreading these familiar characters. So yeah, yep. we've got some stuff on deck that could, could, uh, you know, scratch that itch. So like, and I'm
1: still, there's still stuff going on, I guess, but it's just like right now. Yeah. It feels like everybody's just kind of like, you know, scratching the dog's butt in terms of nostalgia stuff. And then mm-hmm. like, did you see the new trailer for the Batman?
0: I did. I, I did. I don't. I still don't know what I think about that fucking movie. That that Riddler design just is not doing anything for me.
1: None of it's doing anything for me. Actually, like the yeah. whole thing's kind of leaving me really. F- the only thing, actually, I shouldn't say that. Uh, Zoe Kravitz as Selina <laughs> Kyle, 100 percent working for me. Yeah, Everything yeah. else, I'm like, the looks okay, but like we've done drab Gotham. This it looks like Batman Begins.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just looks like it looks begins like again. Y- it looks like two years after Batman begins kind of thing, basically. I guess. Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah. Right. But it's like it's a grubby word they are talking about how it's like influenced by Kurt Cobain. I'm like, guys, he died in 1994. Like we have to move on as a society from a guy <laughs> who shot himself at 27 in 1994. Like, yeah, come the fuck on. I don't know. Anyway, especially since that's one of the things Heath Ledger said about his fucking Joker, and that was fucking 10 years ago now, too. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah guys anyway yeah the only the only actual story of note that i had this week was that swedish gaming company embracer has bought dark horse they're just kind of like a investmenty kind of group it doesn't sound like anything's actually going to change in the day-to-day operation behind it now yeah they're just basically like the uh the conglomerate that runs dark horse publishing now i guess dark horse comics um most of this doesn't really affect anything that you'd be concerned about really um their licensing with uh disney and marvel will continue. Because they're getting the Star Wars and Aliens franchises back, apparently, like to continue their own little universes outside. I had mm-hmm. no idea this was happening, but that's cool. I guess it, like Disney is allowing this to happen because of fan bitching. I would imagine it's mostly because of fan bitching.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, it surprises me. I mean, fucking Disney's like notorious for keeping shit in He's fucking locked down. So yeah, I
1: don't know. so I don't know. But then I mean, for me, obviously, Dark Horse is basically where Mike Mignola has been publishing Hellboy for big entire run of that being an entity so that but again that doesn't change anything with that relationship either apparently so we'll see if something weird happens like mike mignola apparently has been getting close to like retiring and like like was looking so there's a weird twitter thread about like people passing the rights on to characters that they own like mignola and mignola came up because he owns hellboy outright and that's like a fairly mm. popular character i would say it's one of the most popular characters created from like the 90s forward yeah, like I mean, kind of he's like three, cachet.
0: three full three live action movies and yeah. a number of animated movies. And that's more than you can say for. Like, I guess Spawn would be one of the others. and he Yeah, hasn't something had the like same, that. Spawn. Yeah,
1: yeah. I guess we yeah. probably like the closest thing to it, really. I've always liked Hellboy. Like, I find that universe interesting. So I've kind of, i always been on board with almost everything. I
0: mean, that last movie was... I still... I could not bring myself to watch it after hearing everything about it.
1: And I fucking love Ian McShane. You know what I mean? Like, Ian McShane's in it. And I was still like, all right. Nope. <laughs> Negative. The last bit of stuff I had here was just, like, a lot of TV premieres. Apparently, Wheel of Time has started. And everybody's already complaining.
0: Oh, it's kinda, sure. yeah, it's been coming for a while now. Has it? Okay, if fair you, enough. You, I just saw a bunch of you. news
1: stories about it this week. Or maybe it was just because they're finally catching up to me this week. Either way, uh, and then this like this week, uh, book of Boba Fett started. Uh, yeah, did you watch?
0: I did. did you watch it. It
1: was great. Okay, cool. I loved it. I forgot how much they did to that character in the prequels. So he doesn't no. feel like the character <laughs> that I was thinking about. In, like when they started thinking
0: all the 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 backstory with. Him holding his dad's head in his hand and shit.
1: Well, more so the, uh, just that like, he's not a cutthroat vigilante fucking bounty hunter. Like the, I always, I just have the OT in my head most of the time and yeah. Boba Fett's just this like silent, like gunslinger fucking bounty hunter guy to me. Yeah. So like this, like weird New Zealand guy who has a really interesting code of ethics that I was not expecting. I'm like, Oh, this guy's actually got a character already kind of established that I was not expecting at all to be happening here. (laughs) So it's a little weird to me. And he's even less like morally gray than even Mando is already. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, he's like a good, good guy. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is what we're doing. Interesting. I didn't realize Boba Fett was that.
0: Yeah, well, it's, I I have a feeling it's something that they're going to continue to show us in the flashbacks uh, throughout okay. the season, kind of thing. Because yeah, it's not it's it is kind of out of no like it does feel to me kind of out of nowhere as well that he's like this got this code of honor or whatever okay. kind of thing.
1: Cool. Okay, I thought it was just me. I thought I was just being like, okay, I really I ignored the pre everything from the prequels forward. I could fucking give a shit less about anymore. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, the prequels all you saw you you don't see him just, after like it's worse his he's dad, kid, right? Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I was just, this, just plays Django.
1: that characterization was more just like them making him a clone of his dad because out of laziness more than anything else and i was like oh that sucks because like the in empire the original empire that i remember watching as a kid he sounds like clint eastwood with a electronic filter and he sounds yeah. pissy and they, they're like no disintegration it's like you because he's the prick one right like he's the guy who yeah. killed him i was like okay cool he's the silent badass of the bunch and now we get this show and i'm like what the fuck's going on he's like kind of pudgy and like he's a good dude
0: yeah yeah. and i mean they they do they go into a little bit of that i guess in mandalorian season two but like they don't ever really you know they just show well they don't i mean they just you see that part of the character but it still doesn't it's not explained where he came up with you know why he's got these morals that he does so yeah i'm what i'm thinking is that this is a recent development post return of the jedi like he escapes from the Star-luck Star-luck pit, which, which was cool which, see, which yeah i like that i that was cool I was glad that they went back and showed us that it wasn't yeah. just like oh yeah he got out kind of thing And like you and, see fucking
1: java's barge fucking smoking in the background yeah. like yeah. that was dope as shit i was like that was cool yeah all right
0: the, the, you saw that you see the jawas take his armor away which is yeah. cool too because then that now we know how they got it before Tim Le- timothy oliphant got it yeah. and then yeah so i i think that what we're probably gonna see is I hope it doesn't take the whole season, but maybe like over the next couple of episodes or something like that, they'll continue to catch us up to his backstory. Like, you know, his more of his time with the sand people or whatever. Cause that was obviously very important to how he became whatever he is now kind of thing. That will hopefully give us more of his character development to where he becomes the Boba Fett that we're seeing now.
1: Okay, cool. Okay. I'm just glad it wasn't just me. Cause I was like, no, no. Yeah. I, I agree. I was like, "Is my is my blind spot for the prequel stuff just like really fucking me <laughs> over here?" And I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, either way, cool. The only thing there was this funny note about one of those Game of Thrones spinoffs. I guess like the pilot happened, and they spent like thirty million dollars on it, and it got axed. So that that you're not even going to do that show.
0: Oh, which one was that?
1: I don't even know, but it was one of them, and they spent thirty million dollars on the motherfucker, and like they're just that's that, like that's just gone. That's just money spent.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Right. This probably happens a lot more than we, I don't really know. Do, maybe, maybe not 30 million fucking dollars though. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. That's a lot of money anyway. Uh, do you have anything else you want to bring up before we move on to geek of the week? Uh, the, Hugh
0: Jackman got COVID. Everybody
1: got COVID.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, it's weird. We've had a lot of these, I think feel like we've had a gap in like these big name celebrities getting it. And now it's starting to come. I mean, Omicron's fucking contagious as shit. So I had like two different shows I was supposed to go to over Christmas that uh, ended up getting canceled because people in the company got COVID. So he's on Broadway and Music Man right now and uh, got COVID. Apparently he's like, you know, just having a mild case, which is good. But yeah, I just that was a notable COVID case. And then the other thing I saw, which totally makes sense to me and also makes a lot of sense given the content of the movie, was that Warner was going to fucking make another Matrix movie. whether we talked about that. No, I don't think that that only came out this week, whether the Wachowskis were involved or not. Oh, yeah. So given those circumstances, I'm glad that Lana Wachowski at least got to make a movie that she wanted to make rather than Warner just saying, like, fuck it, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want because we own this IP kind of thing.
1: There's a fucking story on like, io nine. This is how bored I was this week, like looking for news and shit like that, where they're like somebody had was trying to refocus the discussion on the Matrix, not on its blatant mediocrity, but on how it tackles nostalgia compared to Spider-Man. And I'm like, absolutely sure. Except one of those movies makes me want to see six different movies. And the other one makes me want to forget three. So like, <laughs> fuck me, I guess you know. <laughs> like I don't know. So have you been,
0: have you been following Steven's Twitter because he just rewatched? I, I I've been keeping quite qu- like quiet
1: on that one because <laughs> yeah, he's he's got that same religious zeal he has for those Matrix movies as he does for that Superman movie. Superman Returns. And I this is one of those like I understand that that you can have these opinions about these movies. I think they're awful drek and I, I'm not alone in that like, it seems to be pretty 50-50 there's a lot of people who agree with me that like it was a big piece of shit
0: yeah it is it's been very
1: divisive absolutely. so like it's not like I'm, I'm in crazy town or whatever but yeah. like yeah Stephen was very like I'm on board with this and I was like okie dokes <laughs> and I saw yeah. you agreeing with him in a couple spots and I was like okie dokes but I am <laughs> staying out of that conversation because whatever I don't care that much anymore fair enough like, what do you, like, what am I going to do? I like Ghostbusters and I like Spider-Man. So, like, I'll fucking take a nostalgia hit if it works for me, I guess. Just the Matrix. I don't want to have my mouth chat in first before they give me a nostalgia <laughs> hit, I guess. I think that's the problem. Yeah. So, One thing
0: that, that Steven did point out to me that I'd forgotten is how much the Animatrix ties into yeah. Reloaded and, uh, and Revolutions. And that makes me even more want to go back and rewatch that because we kind of left that out of our, our rewatch.
1: Well, I I had watched it because I always I watched like I actually make that I they still think that's the only fucking Matrix sequel that I like at this (laughs) point. I honestly and like to me at this like if I can consider the Matrix an awesome movie that came out in nineteen ninety nine and a direct to DVD anime curiosity that came out a couple years later and nothing else ever became of it. (laughs) That's fine. Like that's my I am allowed to have that brain cannon because fuck what actually happened because
0: you no those stand alone on their own for sure so i think uh, that's valid
1: because i don't i don't i didn't care for that other movie so there you go. <laughs> i'm glad everybody i'm glad people got something out of it at least because it makes it worthwhile i guess bombed fucking hard at the box office though so i mean I, i'm sure some of that is streaming
0: well, it's also Omicron, right? Is yeah, it came like out right as shit got real bad.
1: Yeah, uh, I thought that we. I mean, Spider Man lucked out, right? I mean, well, it's yeah. still making money, so like, I don't know. People are just risking it to fucking see Spidey, I guess.
0: Well, I mean, half of that box office is international, right? And there's yeah, there are I countries guess. still where like they've. Uh, managed to keep Omicron like under under wraps like fucking like places like Japan that have like not us you know, like, like double digit numbers every day kind of thing and so yeah, places like that are you know, still open
1: our Ontario numbers just hit five fucking digits today this morning and I was like that's fucking nice that's what I wanted to wake up to yeah. happy new year I guess like I think, fucking I
0: think part of that is yeah. backlog we're going way off the fucking rails here but I do think that's that is, is backlog because uh, the holidays like delayed some of the reporting and shit. Well, oh, I'm sure it's like actually three times that actual number by now. Well, yeah, yeah, there's in terms of the actual number of cases, yeah. it's getting higher than that because like our testing. Everything's uh, so fucking. I can't. Can you even yeah, get a test? Our, our, uh, I don't. It's a lot harder right now. And, and that's the thing is like our testing infrastructure is sort of really strained right now. So everybody's yeah. saying like, yeah, actual cases are much higher than what you're actually
1: seeing Yeah, because you're even like you're doing i guess i could cut this out if it's necessary because of your <laughs> job but like you are you are getting them uh in right like your company distributes them
0: we no actually we uh, we lost that business a few oh, months okay. ago they took it direct basically we worked yeah. ourselves out of that business so we're kind of out of that uh realm right now although i still end up talking to people about you know pe- the same contacts and stuff yeah. occasionally. so
1: fair enough um, I mean whatever at this point it, it is what it is I just I'm staying home I'm just not going anywhere I'm yeah. done I'm just gonna stay here I got lots of video Steam sale was good to me you know like I got lots of shit to play <laughs> fuck it you know if I got to do another fucking winter in the goddamn lockdown or whatever
0: yeah, I'm, just, I'm guessing whatever. Omicron's gonna burn itself out and within the next few weeks and we'll be back to like you know triple digit kind of uh, so. daily numbers again
1: I hope so because this is fucking boring. I'm tired yes. of this shit. Okay.
0: Um,
1: Geek of the week time.
0: Geek of the week.
1: So this is a segment where we tell each other the geekiest thing we did this week. Tim, what have you been up to?
0: Me having you know time off work and shit like that. I have finally sort of dove back in with full fledged into Spider Man on my PS5. I am like probably a couple hours away from finishing the DLC now nice. uh, and like hundred percenting it kind of thing, like getting all the trophies and everything. So I'm, I'll probably, I'm hoping I can maybe finish that off tonight. Yeah. I'm through the first two chapters of the DLC and I'm on the, the Sable, uh, Silver Sable one now. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Cool. so i I just got to the point where like i unlocked the sable bases and holy shit you weren't fucking around about that difficulty spike it definitely yeah. jumps way the fuck up like in each chapter jumps even fucking yeah. higher too yeah. like those that's fucking I mean. sable dudes with the shields and shit are just and the miniguns are just fucking wrecking me
1: so uh, that's why i, I went uh because i had to do the ultimate run on miles morales and there's some of that kind of stuff at the end game of that too where like it like once you're doing that kind of thing I was like if I can do the ultimate run on this I can do it in spider-man and like yeah. that the hardest part was actually doing the dlc so like doing mm-hmm. the dlc on ultimate was fucking hard yeah. you had to be I had to be like mad in the zone I'd be like just the right amount of stoned and just <laughs> like the like right time of day to fucking like zone in and like do the combat and yeah. then like I would rock it and I was good for like six hours and then I had to like stop because otherwise <laughs> fuck that it's gonna kill me yeah but it's it's tricky, but it's worth it once you get in the flow. I feel like it's okay. But
0: oh yeah, I've been having a ton of fun. Like some of the screwball challenges and stuff like that get to yeah. be really fun and shit. So I've been uh, I've been enjoying those, especially the uh, the gadget challenges. Like I didn't, yeah, it made me realize how much fun it is to like. Web dudes up with a web bomb and then like just concuss them into that's a wall uh, and stick them into a wall.
1: <laughs> a lot of what makes the harder difficulties fun is that it kind of forces you to become like gadgeteer Spider-Man. Like one, yeah. like you have to just constantly be bouncing around Suspense and using gadgets
0: to take dudes off the board. For yeah, a little bit.
1: And like just kind of you're, you're doing, you're doing a lot of like you kind of like and it's like you know what you're kind of thinking actually like Spider-Man. Like yeah, you're taking guys off the board, yeah. webbing a couple guys up real quick when you have a chance, yeah. just pummeling the big dude for a second, right, yeah. and then like getting away from him before he can. recover Covered, yeah,
0: exactly. You know, like maybe electrifying him in the interim. Oh like yeah, a lot, kind of lot, of electric webs so, and yeah, shit no, like that, that too. Yeah. I love
1: it's so much. Like I, I love those games so much. I wish I could erase my fucking memory of playing them for the first time <laughs> and go back and start from scratch. I'd love them that much. I can't wait for the sequel. Like I'm fucking dying for the second one. Yeah. So no, I'm 100 on board. Uh, I'm glad you're getting back to it finally and playing those. Yes, me too. Cool. Yeah, cause I just like I finally fucking rolled credits on Red Dead yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I still have a little bit of stuff to do, like in the open world, obviously, because it's a fucking giant Rockstar <laughs> game that has <laughs> like stuff that I kind of missed that wasn't part of the main like story thrust. And I'm sure I'm probably gonna have to replay it at this point, just like do it again, like from the fucking very beginning. Not today, obviously, because <laughs> like holy okay, shit, I've sure. like got 100, 108 hours now in on that <laughs> on that game. Fuck, it's a lot, and I'm I'm sure I could spend another hundred hours in this save file just like cleaning up the map. And I know I missed story stuff, or well, not story stuff, but like some optional missions are from like certain chapters and I didn't get to them kind of thing. So, does
0: PlayStation track that some to uh, playtime somewhere? I, I don't know. Is it uh, I can go really check? It is. Think think it's on the
1: fucking game cards, maybe. I don't know, actually. It might be on maybe in the library somewhere. I don't know. I'd okay. have to look. It's not something I really look at. Steam just does it kind of automatically. Like it's on the, the library page for each game of yeah, Steam, yeah, so I, I can kind of see. Steam but I just yeah I don't know I usually like with games like that I kind of I'm usually guesstimating my hours on it because like yeah. even this the switch did a pretty good job of like recording how much time I played fucking breath of the wild too if I'm not mistaken like it did that on its own there's a little spot in there right
0: yeah yeah there's uh down in the bottom left corner of the map yeah so yeah so there's like play time for that and then but like this yeah this like
1: that kind of stuff I don't remember anymore On PlayStation. I'm looking
0: looking on the PS app right now on my library and stuff and it's not showing me.
1: Either way, man, like I totally 100% back up my like recommending Red Dead. It was actually a very, really cool story um, from beginning to end. i really enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I guess there's still like a lot of people complaining about like the way it plays. You just kind of got to settle into like the slowness of it. It is a very kind of meticulous, beautifully animated game. So you just kind of like enjoy the simulation nature of it and kind of sink in. I guess it, some people argue the tracks from like the gameplay, like the fun of playing it. Eh, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. What are you going to do? Aside from that, I've got Guardians ready to replay and I'm going to play Far Cry at some point. I got so many like little indie like brain teaser or like puzzly games on the Steam sale. Like I've, have you ever played PC Builder Simulator? I have no idea why I bought that, but it was like seven bucks and I was like, fine, I'll try it. And now I'm like hooked. Just yeah. like building PCs digitally. All the time. It's like mm-hmm. Lego for kids or Lego for adults. Yeah. So, I don't know. there you go. Just playing a bunch of fucking dumb games. That's what I've been doing this week. I haven't even been drawing. I just like had no interest in doing anything it strained me just to watch six episodes of Hawkeye for the second time.
0: This is like that. Yeah. That week where, you know, you just have a pass, just not to do anything, not accomplish yeah. anything kind of thing. Yeah.
1: So I'm just like, I just want to play fucking red dead and like wander around, and, like do weird shit. I find that vampire again because he fucked me up the first time, and I got to find him again, <laughs> and I got to return the favor. Now that I'm all leveled up, properly so you haven't
0: again. Meet him yet?
1: No. Well, I mean, like he just—he only shows up kind of randomly and stuff. And you got to like okay. hit certain parameters for him to be there. I think. I don't. know. I'm gonna go like on an active hunt for him. Maybe tonight I'll to go do that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's time to move on. It's meat of the episode time. We actually got there fairly really quickly.
0: <laughs> meat of the episode mcu christmas turkey meat
1: it was hawkeye time we watched hawkeye on disney plus this is disney Plus's hawkeye it's a terrible description of it this is the hawkeye (laughs) series that stars jeremy renner it was supposed to be a movie they keep telling like that story yeah and on uh, jeremy renner's contract it was for a solo hawkeye movie but uh, he apparently talked him into doing the series he felt it would be a better fit which i'm not sure about i'm i
0: don't know yeah i think there's story room for both maybe yeah yeah
1: they do a lot with a like they, they get a lot of mileage out of the suit being involved you know what i mean like a lot of things happen just because the suit like that ronin suit becomes active again either way this star is just like everybody's in this again they just have everybody show up in all these uh shows constantly uh to the point where i should probably pull up the wikipedia so i don't forget anybody there's gonna be a bunch of like the bit people that i'm like cause i don't actually know what the actor who plays uh lilo lilo Swordmaster. He plays Lilo on Better Call Saul. Isn't that the bad guy from Better Call Saul? Like the terrifying fucking
0: psychopath from Better Call oh, Saul? Oh, yes. Time. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, guy, the guy that plays uh, Jack. Jack
1: Duquesne. Yeah. Swordmaster. I mean, that's... Yeah. We would be in the Marvel comics, but yeah. Way. Well, I mean,
0: we're getting so fucking deep into the weeds on these oh, like, references it. and shit. Like, I, love it. I had to look up Bombshell. I was like, wait, is this an actual character that yeah, I have no idea what yeah. it is? Yeah, like, it is. Fucking D and E list fucking characters that they're bringing in. Well, see, here's the weird thing. This is like, this is like, we're we're moving like way outside of like the
1: original Avengers because, like, in the six one six, the original Avengers are still just fucking around. Also, like, we have these other characters are there also. But now we're getting to the point in this where it's like, these characters are legit just taking over, right? Like, there's no Natasha's gone, Hawkeye's retiring, Tony's gone, Thor's off the world, there's no Steve Rogers. Like, you think like,
0: Hawkeye's actually going to retire? I mean, he
1: might come back, but we can yeah. talk about that later. Right? I'm just saying, like, we very much, very quickly kind of gotten to the point where we're just like, they're all new. It's just, this is, this is the young Avengers time now. Like, we're just there already. Mm-hmm. And we can't, there's no fallback because like those guys are gone, gone kind of yeah. thing. So it's interesting well, a, to the, me.
0: The fallback is the multiverse, right?
1: Well, I mean, there's the multiverse and there's also just like bringing the Netflix guys back, obviously because like yeah. obviously Charlie Cox is just like, no, I'll be Daredevil again. Thank yeah. you.
0: So, <laughs> he's, just, he's just in the back of everything going like, hey guys, hey guys, guys I'm here. You guys, can use me now. Facing the wrong way though, right?
1: <laughs> Boom.
0: Anyway, uh, so uh. this is,
1: yeah, no. But he'd be in on the joke because he would know. It's fine.
0: He'd know. He'd have his
1: fire vision. (sighs) Can't wait to see more Matt Murdock, you know? Mm -hmm. There's a reason why we're talking about him. Obviously, spoilers. (laughs) So, yeah. So, Jeremy Renner is back as Clint Barton slash Hawkeye. Haley Steinfeld makes her first appearance as Kate Bishop. Interesting. Tony Dalton, uh, Jack Duquesne, we were just talking about, also played Lilo on Better Call Saul and is terrifying in that show. He's so suave in this i was like oh yeah that's right i forgot he can be charming not just a monster horrible fucking terrifying monster nightmare man mm-hmm. like he is on it better call saul so that's cool and then uh Froffy, i was like that's his name but good uh plays kazzy
0: it's irish
1: is it there it is <laughs> okay uh <laughs> brian darcy james as Derek bishop who is kate's deceased father and then uh, we get into the weeds a little bit, but uh, Linda Cardellini is back as Laura Barton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vera Farmiga plays Eleanor Bishop, so that is Kate's mom. And then uh, we are introduced to uh, like, is it Alequa Cox? Yeah, Alequa Cox as Maya Lopez, who is Echo. also Echo in the kind of from the Daredevil corner of the universe.
0: They never name her
1: Echo on this. Yeah, just the name of her episode is Echoes. I think like the her introductory episode. And then obviously some guest stars and spoiler alert, I guess we're into spoilers immediately because uh, Yelena Belova, the new Black Widow or the, name, the new main Black Widow, I guess. There seems to be a number of Black Widows wandering around the fucking universe in the post-endgame scenario, like after mm-hmm. the snap. Uh, Florence Pugh is back, much to just everybody's delight, I hope, because she's,
0: she's great. Just the Goodness. fucking best. I'm so
1: yeah. fucking like on board now. I think I may have hemmed it hot about her in uh, the other one, but This one, I was like, nope, on board. On board. Uh, And then, yes, again, spoilers, big spoilers. Big, big spoilers. (laughs) Big, big spoilers. Vincent (laughs) D'Onofrio. Yeah, man. Vincent D'Onofrio returns as the kingpin. Not even just like Wilson Fisk. eh? Did you see that credited? Like the first time he was on there, like just credited as fucking kingpin. It says kingpin. I was like, whoo, we're in a comic book land now. He's just like, he's just the guy. And they really (laughs) Got him to comic book land. So, Tim, (laughs) why don't you quickly walk us through the uh, six episodes of Hawkeye plot here.
0: (laughs) I I will try.
1: Yeah, man. Uh,
0: So we start with a flashback to 2012. We see Kate Bishop and her rich-ass parents are fighting over money in their massive fucking house in New York City. They can't be doing too badly.
1: Not for long. (laughs) Then
0: the events of the first Avengers movie start taking place outside the Battle of New York. Loki's attack on New York with the Chitauri. The house gets trashed. Kate sees Hawkeye fighting the Chitauri during the invasion and gets all fucking... Starry eyed and shit like that, Adam. Then Kate's mom, Eleanor, grabs her, they run out of the house, but her dad dies. Sad sad.
1: love seeing the attack from a civilian point of view more than like yeah. obviously you kind of see that's it cool. from the Avengers point of view but just like the startling like it's just startling you as happening out of nowhere like you're just having your day yeah she's and then, just like, like
0: yeah having a normal kind of day with her parents yeah. fighting which seems normal for her and then I mean, it seems normal it's for everybody fucking, at this point that's cool fucking, like dark elves or whatever like <laughs> yeah. start flying past your window and like this huge a fucking, fucking and reality, reality. Like,
1: that, and- <laughs> like right above the fucking Empire State Building for some reason <laughs> yeah. or no the Avengers Tower I guess it's the Avengers Tower, Avengers really, Tower. right? Well, Stark, yeah. Stark
0: Tower at that point.
1: Yes, yeah. that's right. Well, I have Cubs to Avengers Tower at the end of the fucking kerfuffle. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: Because every, every letter but the A yeah, you get <laughs> All get the letters, a- letters are knocked a- out. Either K- way. A- at the funeral, she tells her mom she wants a bow and arrow to help her keep her family safe. Uh, then we get a big training montage during the opening credit sequence, which is animated in the style of the... Matter- hey, Maya,
1: now, please, people. <laughs> like, the fact that he didn't get paid for any of this shit is...
0: Oh shit, really? Yeah, this is he, like, on that run.
1: Yeah, yeah, like his, all this visual style, all the purple and yellow is all just him. Like yeah. even the costumes, like the like the little purple like that yeah, like yeah. edge Accented, costumes and stuff. Yeah. That's all fucking from his run. Pay that motherfucker. Yeah. He is a goddamn. He's fantastic and like he was still working for Marvel like not too long ago. Mm. Last time he did pages for Marvel. But either way, sorry, yeah, pay him cuz Jesus.
0: Yeah, I mean that that comic served as source material for this show i don't know to what extent mark can probably tell us later but the montage kind of shows kate training as she grows up in archery and martial arts and fencing Uh, so now we're in the present it's winter kate's at her college she scales a building shoots an arrow at the bell tower to ring the bell but absolutely fucking wrecks the bell and the tower in the process like basically it's just like a little prank that her and her friends are doing. Then we're in New York City at Christmas time, and Hawkeye is cringing his way through Steve oh. Rogers' musical with his kids.
1: Oh. I didn't as, even watch as it a second I, time. Through, right? yeah, just Jesus. the worst, the absolute worst.
0: With the, and the costumes look about to be the quality of like a High School Musical. I don't understand like maybe this is just like the worst fucking funded like broadway production ever i guess is what's happened
1: i from what i understand a lot of it is like a big fucking f you to spider-man whatever it was Spider in-
0: uh, turn off the night or something like that was it dark
1: or something i don't know i don't know something, something like that that's one of those youtube projects that i just can't fucking get behind you know what i mean we're like bono does something and you're just like you know what bono you're on your own yeah <laughs> like sorry right, dude it
0: was him no. in the edge wasn't
1: it yeah him in the edge did um, all yeah, that. And 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 leave leave. that so she get what you leave the fucking like actual talent like you leave the fucking <laughs> you know what i mean the rhythm section behind that tells you to stop doing something like yeah
0: no this is too much guys
1: guys like no this is over the top we shouldn't be doing <laughs> this we're you too and oh yeah oh
0: clips uh, obviously for obvious reasons starts like feeling uncomfortable during this shit show of a fucking musical uh and then he leaves after, also a dude asks her for a fucking selfie with him in the bathroom. Well, um, and-
1: I mean, this is also, he sees like the, the, the Natasha Romanoff and they're just yeah. talking about black widow. Like she's still alive, which is weird. Right. Cause she's obviously not anymore. And then the Thanos is right. Graffiti. We have to bring up because I yes, feel like
0: that's- that was good. That's, I mean, and it's Clint, funny. Clint just kind of like cocks his head. He's like, yeah, maybe, maybe was. Yes.
1: Because <laughs> he's drinking out of the mug later a lot. Like every time you see him drinking out of a mug later, he's got the Thanos' Right mug that I have ordered and it's on my way to the house right now. Oh, I didn't uh, notice that. That's funny. Oh, yeah, he's drinking out of a, a purple Thanos' Right mug later on. In like episode two or three,
0: is that uh, at Kate's aunt's at Kate's apartment? Aunt's.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Kate gets home to like you know spend the holidays with her mom, but she immediately gets chewed out for wrecking the bell tower. And then Eleanor Bishop, Kate's mom, introduces Kate to her new boyfriend, who is Jack Duquesne, who in the comics is Swordmaster and is kind of Swordmaster here. He has clearly has some sword mastery as we will find out later.
1: Like so my question is like, does he get away with just like brutally assaulting all those guys with a fucking edge <laughs> weapon in public like that? <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's like he's not an
1: avenger it's not like he's working with hawkeye you know what i mean like at least kate you can be like, like well he's she's kind of working
0: kind of hard i guess yeah,
1: but they're cops too some of them right so like that's even that's even one weirder. of them is a cop okay i don't know bombshell,
0: I'm who's, well, yeah, I mean,
1: bombshell is a I mean, copy yeah. the name yeah. yeah the name came up as bombshell earlier yes yeah.
0: anyway then there's a quick little scene with clint and his kids at a chinese restaurant that's basically just like you know establishing oh he's a dad he's got kids and here's a relationship dynamic kind of thing just cute uh, then Kate and Eleanor and Jack are all at a stuffy charity benefit and Kate is approached by Armand Duquesne who is Jack's uncle and also that fucking actor's been in all kinds of shit
1: this plot goes kind of nowhere too
0: yeah it, there, there's a couple like plot threads that just kind of like fizzle out kind of thing and don't really don't really do a whole lot what do I need that? Simon Callow what was he oh, yeah, he's been
1: in a bunch of shit I just can't remember anymore
0: oh four weddings and a funeral I think that might be what I remember him from who was he in four weddings and a funeral Gareth oh the big dude okay Notting hill you know
1: got yeah that. Shakespeare in love he has been in things oh Ace Ventura when nature calls yeah oh well. shit he was in Street Fighter
0: <laughs> Doctor Who Jack. Yeah, that I've definitely seen. He played him.
1: Charles Dickens in Doctor Who twice, actually. Uh, that's okay. fucking funny. They get, they brought him back in 2011 to do it again. Yeah,
0: he's just all over uh, the place. A lot but of like adventures, lots of British, lots stuff, of British stuff. Yeah. stuff. Yeah,
1: Hawkeye. He's in The Witcher apparently now too. Okay. That's fucking funny. <laughs> that show, like, I know that's not our something we really talk about, but that show's like got mad traction this year. The second season has been like very yeah, much in the like new cycle. Better.
0: It's less scattered than the first. Anyway, so yeah, that's Armand is Jack's uncle who lets slip that Eleanor and Jack are uh, engaged. And then Kate's all fucking up in her feelings about that. And she overhears a confrontation between her mom and Armand. And then she follows Armand down to a secret wine cellar where the like there's a this the real auction is taking place, which is like a black market auction.
1: It's so like Marvel like comic book one oh one too to have like the the secret villain millionaire auction. underneath the like charity thing oh i love it yeah it's like a fucking james bond movie almost
0: (laughs) kate pretends that she's one of the caterers because she's kind of dressed with them because you know she doesn't want to dress in fancy dresses and shit she's not that kind of girl and she sneaks into the auction one of the items that's being auctioned off is ronan's sword and costume from when clint barton went kind of fucking crazy when his family was snapped and killed a Bunch of fucking mobsters. Yeah, apparently it's a lot,
1: a lot too. Like they they at <laughs> the numbers that it's just like thousands of people he fucking
0: <laughs> yeah. slaughtered. Yeah. So times. Yeah, apparently he just got away with that too. Uh, there's an attack. Uh, yeah. During- <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely- there was never any consequences, you know even even amongst the Avengers or anything. There's like he felt bad. His family was gone. Well, there was no Avengers go. left
1: after it was over anyway. Right? Like it's who was true. left to do anything? Period. At that point. Anyway, tracksuit
0: like, mafia apparently. Uh, Kingpin. Kingpin yeah. <laughs> so then there's an attack during the auction, and uh, by the tracksuit mafia, who are looking for a watch. And I never really figure out 100 percent why, uh, but Jack steals Ronan's sword in the confusion because he's like sword guy, so he wants the sword. Yeah. And Kate puts on the Ronin suit to like i guess just disguise herself and fights back against the track suits bludgeons the shit out of a bunch of them with wine bottles just yeah. like caves in some skulls really like she does a lot
1: of damage to some of those guys like more <laughs> than is i mean like we're talking daredevil levels of damage to some of those <laughs> guys so
0: then kate follows the track suits out into an alley where pizza dog uh we get introduced to pizza dog well actually oh, lucky you learned him yeah learned met him a little earlier, uh, attacks one of them. And then he ends up pizza dog ends up running out into traffic and cake goes into traffic and saves him. And she gets away from the tracksuits, but not before being, recorded like having a video taken of her in yeah. the Ronin suit, uh, which Clint then sees Kate on TV on the news in the Ronin suit. And he's like, fuck and starts having like PTSD flashbacks to when he wore that suit and the terrible fucking things he did. And then Kate uses tracking tech from, cause her mom runs a security company, Bishop yeah. security. And she uses like tracking technology that for some reason she's just got on her phone. Her mom just gave her this, app or whatever that she can use. To they say ones. she
1: works for her, but like you never I see do. her actually yeah. work for her. So like she must have access to the back end because she's an employee, but then like doesn't really use it until she now decides to abuse it as like while she's doing vigilante shit. So, yeah, yeah. I wonder. Like, yeah. It does sound kind of familiar to one of your guys on the other side of the street, though, doesn't it? Like Wayne uses like Wayne Tech, yeah. like military shit a lot for his little <laughs> uh, crusade against ju- or for justice or whatever. <laughs> You want to call it so you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's the one that's paying for all that, though, so he gets to do what he wants with it,
1: I guess. It's it's the
0: billionaire uh, thing, right?
1: Well, if she's inheriting all this, then I guess she's technically paying for all of it too, right? So,
0: (laughs) so, (laughs) so Kate uses this tech to track down Armand, I guess, like just to confront him or something. I don't know, doesn't doesn't she
1: see him? like, kind of, like, he, she thinks she, he's threatening his, her mom at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. They have a little con- she overhears that confrontation between them and shows she's like, fuck with my mom. So she, like, goes yeah, to yeah. heck on him and but finds that he's been murdered. He's been stabbed with a sword. Dun-dun-dun! Mis- murder mystery. Then the... I mean, except not really. Like, do we ever actually <laughs> find out who kills him? No, well, I mean, Eleanor is arrested for his murder, but yeah, I don't think they ever like explicitly say that it was Eleanor that like killed him or stabbed him or whatever, or if she hired somebody else to do it or what.
1: When I was rewatching it, I assumed it was Echo who did it. Like I assumed it was like the tracksuit mafia and Echo, but like maybe I misread it. I don't it know.
0: In which case Eleanor could be back on the fucking streets in no time because that's what they arrest her for.
1: Yeah, so I don't That's what I mean. Like I don't I, <laughs> I assume they had they really would have If if Fisk is running this from the top. He always has his lieutenant do shit like that. And his lieutenant's always like Echo or Bullseye who goes out and kills the motherfucker he needs dead. I would assume. I've read a lot of Daredevil. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then the tracksuits that catch back up to Kate and attack her. But Clint takes them out, then pulls Kate into an alley because he's going to take the Ronin suit back. It's surprised when he finds it's, you know, this young, like 20 something woman in the suit. He was expecting, I don't know. A dude, I guess, kind of sexist. Kind of sexist, Clint. Come on. And then Kate takes Clint back to her apartment, which seems to be above a pizza place. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I think. I guess. Who knows? Yeah, and some of the yeah, the details in this are a little like
0: yeah, there's there's crazy. some yeah, there's there's some stuff that's not 100% fleshed out. Clint then tells Kate about how Ronan caused a lot of trouble for the tracksuits, but conveniently leaves out that how he knows he plays <laughs> the
1: pronoun game a lot to yeah. <laughs> obfuscate that he was Ronan, even though, like, if any, like, the I'm like, I guess it makes sense that he would be like there as an Avenger if it was like an Avengers thing. But, like, he's pretty involved from the beginning. It's pretty like she figures it out eventually that it was him. Yeah. I yeah. think it's pretty blatant that it was him the entire time, because like, who else would it have been? Do you think Steve Rogers was out there just like fucking butchering well, motherfuckers? Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> Kate, who else like, was there? On, 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 on is Earth? not Kate's like biggest skill kind of thing. Right? Well, like, no, no, she she's not. She's no fucking detective. Let's
1: say. No. <laughs> neither is Hawkeye, but like he at least like thinks.
0: Well, he's got like the spy training and shit. He does though, have the spy training.
1: Yes, that's true. So, yeah.
0: And, uh, but then the tracksuits have tracked Kate to her apartment because her fucking name's on the building and call the box. Yeah. Yeah. And then they start throwing Molotov cocktails into it. Kate Clint and Pizza Dog all escape and now they go to Kate's aunt's apartment because she's in Florida for the winter. And she's like a big presence in this show through like her apartment and her belongings and shit like that, yeah. even though we never meet her once.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like We yeah. learn a lot about this woman just from like everything that clint and kate are doing in her apartment yeah <laughs> then clint goes back to kate's apartment dresses as a firefighter because he's the ronin suit got left there but it's gone then in a real fucking tenuous connection he notices a sticker on the fire truck for a live action role-playing group a larp group and somehow thinks oh that's obviously my best lead to find the suit yeah is just fucking real weird connection yeah it doesn't kind of lazy writing Clint goes back to Kate and helps her redress her wounds. And then looks up this LARP group. And then he sees that one of the dudes is wearing the Ronin suit. So he took it kind of thing. Again, real fucking sketch. I don't, I don't know. I, you have to really fucking just overlook that one. There's a couple of those in this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like they got a real squint at some of them just to kind of be like, okay, I guess we're just going with this, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay, yeah. But I they mean, don't dwell on it, so it doesn't really, like, super fucking affect my enjoyment of the show overall, but it is, like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, like, I gotta yeah. squint at a lot of this to kind of make it work for me.
0: But okay. Well, and that's us, too, right? Like, you think that a more casual viewer that's not, like, as bought into the MCU as we are is gonna yeah. maybe look at that and be like, oh, man, like, they're kind of getting lazy in their writing at this point, kind of thing. Like, that doesn't really work for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some of that kind of happening on the TV shows. But only like i mean i guess falcon and winter soldier in this we'll talk about it later I, I definitely wanted to ask like there's a lot of marvel stuff that came out this year and like where do they kind of sit on a on an overall list would be something i've been thinking about um, yeah. especially if, just for this year because like nine items like nine big things this well eight plus what if i guess right, right. like yeah. so
0: which ended up being what, like what for if, me, which is gonna end up coming in to play yeah. it looks like in multiverse of madness and stuff like that if if that is that same strange
1: oddly ended up being one of my favorite things that they did this year too, weirdly. So I don't know. I liked it a lot. And I yeah. that a lot of, I liked a lot of what they did this year. I am the Marvel show after all, all will suck this thing's dick all fucking night.
0: So at this point, Clint sends his kids to the airport to go back home. Cause he's like, it's too dangerous for you here. So he realizes that he has to stay behind and kind of clean up his mess. Cause Ronan is his fucking mess.
1: I always wonder like those kids keep getting brought back. And a couple of them are very clearly not actors. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, I kind of feel like we might need to put those kids. The oldest away. kid in particular. Yeah. The son in particular is like, yeah, not working on the camera anymore very yeah. well. The daughter's okay, but like.
0: Yeah, she's she's Lila. Yeah, she's pretty good. I feel like
1: she's now been completely usurped by Haley Steinfeld just because of like, yeah. that's the way this works kind of thing. So, either <laughs> yeah. way. Anyway.
0: Then Kate, you know, kind of this whole time is like trying to convince Clint to be her mentor, but Clint is just like based having none of it. Nope. He just wants to clean shit up so he can get home. He doesn't really want anything to do with Kate beyond that. He just wants, he's sounds like he's basically fucking like just done with all this Wants to get out of the game and live his life kind of thing. Uh, but so in order to get the Ronan suit back, he goes to this LARPing event in central park. Sees the dude that has his suit.
1: I guess that dude's name is grills. There is a character from the comic called grills who lived in the apartment that Clint buys. Okay. The story's a lot different. Like it, 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 kind of owes its tone to the stuff, and a yeah. lot of the art direction comes from that. Obviously, that's why I think people are kind of like, "Why are we doing it this way?" And not paying Dave Aya when like you're basing the look of it on this. And what's his name got a creative consultant credit, Matt Fraction. Yeah, and like it's, I mean, it it grabs stuff like the tracksuit mafia was from his run and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it takes ideas from that, but it's a com- very different story. So
0: was that. Hawkeye Mac fraction run was that the introduction of Kate Bishop as well though?
1: no man Kate Bishop's been around for a fair chunk of time now Uh, it was just like the first time they really kind of like teamed up together
0: kind of yeah so he can't get into this he has to basically join this LARP event in order to get into it so he can get his
1: uh, I'm tired of this joke I'm tired of this joke and everything (laughs) this fucking joke is in like every third movie about this stuff it's like oh look at the dorks doing larps like oh, all right yeah
0: so clint clint reluctantly joins the event and i i will say this group of larpers is the i i know some larpers this is the most normal looking group of larpers i've ever seen in my entire life
1: yeah most of them look way more like the cave trolls they're pretending to be than uh they actually than these guys did this is the hollywood version of it obviously yeah exactly too. but so. he fights
0: his way through which is clearly filmed during COVID because a bunch of the LARPers are wearing like face masks. Full masks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he works at a deal with the dude with the Ronin suit, says like he'll give him the suit back if Clint lets him defeat him in com quote unquote combat so he can look cool in front of his other LARPer friends. And Clint's just like, fuck, whatever. I don't fucking care. Like, just I'm an You're Avenger. Like, nerds, just give me my suit back. Like, I'm tr- like, I see, I can also kind of see like. This dude fucked I mean, fucking yeah. Thanos. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. And now this Larpers is giving him shit. He's like, just give me the fucking suit. You yeah. know what happened in that suit? You know what I did the last time I wore that suit? I fucking murdered 18 men in cold me blood. The
0: idea how many people's blood is in that suit. Yeah. Like it's soaked, <laughs>
1: soaked in yeah. triad blood. Like soaked. You shouldn't be wearing it. Like just. Give me the fucking suit back. I understand. Yeah. I get where he's coming from, too. So anyway,
0: man. he does end up getting the Ronin suit back. And then Kate goes to dinner with her mom and Jack. And Jack's trying to like bond with Kate, but Kate has suspicions that Armand or that Jack killed Armand uh, with, with a sword because he's a sword guy. And so she like convinces him to fence her. Oh, yeah, and- this scene. Gets him to reveal his skill kinda like reveal his skills and then she, she like starts trying to convince her mom that Jack killed Armand and her mom knows the truth, presumably.
1: Well, it almost feels like she like she has no I mean she, I guess she does kind of have reason to suspect him, but at the same time it also just feels like she suspects him because like he's a stepdad in the Marvel yeah. universe. <laughs> yeah. She's like expecting like she can, she's leaning on the fourth wall a little bit and like just knows what she, she's a comic book character. Yeah. He obviously has to be a villain because he must
0: be a scumbag because he's banging her mom. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> right.
1: And she's in a world where superheroes are real, so like,
0: yeah, she probably not be wrong. <laughs> turns Step out parents are always evil. Turns out <laughs> it's, it's her real mom. It's the, yeah, yeah. Clint has a plan. Then lets the track suits catch him in possession of the Ronin suit, so that like he can take the heat off of Kate because at this point they're convinced Kate Bishop was Ronin, which. How does the fucking timeline work on that? Like Kate. So Kate was like killing dudes when she was like 16. Like, we established
1: that the tracksuit mafia is like uh, ranking file, not the brain trust of the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? True.
0: These are not Even dudes looking- and Maya, though, are pretty fucking convinced of it. Yeah, but like also not the smartest. Part. She's
1: insane. Like she's like grief stricken <laughs> yeah. over her dad and also being manipulated by like, you know, the kink of prime manipulator yeah well she doesn't really do much master manipulating in this but like i mean some maybe some joint manipulations because he just kind of toss kate around like a itty bitty little rag doll yeah. but aside from that
0: <laughs> so kate ends up trying to call clint but kazi picks up instead so kate knows that like she's in he's in he's in danger yeah, yeah he's in uh, the custody of the tracksuit mafia so kate tracks clint to the abandoned toy store, a KB toy store where they're interrogating him, but instead of saving him, she falls through a skylight right in front of everybody and I, also gets
1: murdered. Honestly, looked like the set at the end of Birds of Prey. That's what I thought it was. I was like, are we just reusing <laughs> yeah. sets from other movies now? It looks like, yeah, it looked like the fun house from Birds of Prey. And I was like, oh, we're just reusing well, sets from, from the other outside
0: movies now? and It looks like it's like a KB toy, like warehouse yeah, yeah. or something like that. I don't know. The inside, as soon as they wanted the interior, I was like, huh. It's leaning weird. real hard into toy store scenes in this series for some reason
1: because it feels you know what this feels like this feels more like a, one of the old batman cartoons than it does like a real mcu entry it feels like a cartoon episode or like,
0: well, or like I mean, it could also be uh like Man, a Tim, a Tim Burton batman movie like sure right we're like they're all they're in,
1: they're in an abandoned warehouse somewhere yeah. like it's <laughs> such like noir kind of like imagery that you just kind of use because that's what the comic books do but like yeah yeah you find me an abandoned warehouse in fucking Manhattan. <laughs>
0: exactly. You know what I mean? The more, there's no way the properties were too do, much. They do have a lampshade on that, right? Because they say, like, it's impossible impo- like, to find anything these days because, like, everything <laughs> is, like, getting converted into lofts and shit.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. They do. They make a joke about that, but they got, like, a lot of floor space dedicated <laughs> to fucking nothing. It's yeah. in the middle of New York City, which it's is, like... We've
0: been collecting dust for a long time. Which I
1: guess after the... Maybe the event changed things a little bit in, like, MCU. <laughs> Yeah. New York because I mean, we hear it like in Daredevil which apparently is canon now We they do talk about like Hell's Kitchen being a little bit more like fucked up because of like what happened with Loki I just mm-hmm. want to say Thanos but Loki really right right
0: Then the next episode starts with flashbacks to Maya Echo as a child. We, you know, get to know her better. She's deaf. She has a prosthetic leg. She's having trouble in school because she can't hear the teacher. That child actor was actually really good. I liked her. Yeah, she was excellent. Yeah. Her dad was trying to put her into a school for the deaf, but couldn't afford it, which presumably means the fucking tracksuit mafia doesn't even pay like their leader very well. Yeah. Which maybe maybe goes to show why they're not getting the fucking best quality of people involved in it.
1: Yeah, Fisk probably needs to do some weeding. I think once he takes them over, because I don't know, like it doesn't really imply when he takes them over. Like we don't know anything about him being in charge of them. He just shows up and is yeah. like kingpin all of a sudden. So yeah,
0: but yeah, so he, they can't afford the deaf schools, but like they say, she says it's gonna like make her stronger in the end, and they show her like learning to take down a. Bigger kid than her in her martial arts class by reading his body language, and then this is also where we first see that she has like this mysterious uncle character that uh, you know sort of is cufflinks. a sur- surrogate father to her. Yeah, that, that nice I mean, he's wearing a- Yeah, exactly. He was wearing like a nice suit with cufflinks to her martial arts lesson. Yeah. Then young adult Maya sees her father killed by Ronan because he was one of the leaders of the tracksuit mafia, and that's why. The tracksuit mafia in present day are after Ronan and Maya. Maya's after Ronan. Then we're back to the present and Kate and Clint are being held hostage on those fucking things at the mall that like little kids ride. Yeah, <laughs> little, the little
1: horses, they have the yeah. electric horses. Yeah. You
0: put the quarters in.
1: This the fucking imagery from this scene is also right out of the comic. Like this is right I off of the Dave page. Yeah, it's yeah. totally right out of that that run. Like they did that too. <laughs>
0: Uh, Kate gives one of the Mafia members advice on an issue he's having with his girlfriend in an Imagine Dragons concert.
1: <laughs> Which is also right out of the comic and kind of funny because she's on that other show that Imagine Dragons has the theme for, that arcane show. She's like the lead on that, right? Oh,
0: who? Haley Steinfeld?
1: Yeah, she's one of the leads on that arcane show. And the people who do the theme for arcane is Imagine Dragons.
0: Yeah. Oh. Maya uh, questions Clint and Kate, you know, still thinking that Kate's Ronan, Clint again real playing the pronoun game again here like tries yeah. to convince her that Ronan's dead i mean he tells it in a very like obi-wan kenobi style like absolutely kind of way. yeah like yeah because Ronan, Ronan was quote-unquote killed by, black, by widow, black widow and he knows because he was there
1: and well like he says natasha romanoff and then like kazi translates it black widow is oh, kind okay. of what i got because like from his lips he's she's he's not saying black <laughs> widow he's saying Natasha Romanoff from like well, this-
0: it feels like it's public knowledge at this point that Natasha <laughs> yeah, was I Buffy, guess. right so so either way then Clint escapes yeah. from his bonds a second time apparently they got no better They're like tracksub you're just bumbling fucking idiots and they can't restrain anybody he is a spy but <laughs> he's like an elite level shield agent yeah. and like an avenger
1: and like these guys are i like they're asking the dumb girl that they've got fucking kidnapped for dating advice like they are <laughs> yeah they are in a bad way for fucking talent <laughs> kingpin has let his shit slide big Screw time him, yeah. so it's He's, like having building bullseye building <laughs> yeah he needs to get like a new bullseye or somebody cuz like holy shit these people yeah. suck now
0: <laughs> then Maya and Clint have their first little face off and during that fight his hearing aid gets knocked out and Maya breaks it. She also has a little dig at him earlier for like relying on on the hearing aid.
1: Yeah, there's a real like deaf culture thing about that apparently that's like we can't talk oh, yeah. to speak to about uh, because like we're neither of us are deaf, but I guess there's like a real like if people who are it's born like deaf kind of thing. really don't like hard of hearing people who continue to use hearing aids like they're like you or should like people just get
0: like cochlear implants and shit yeah, like that. that kind of stuff. And so they're like, like you should oh, adjust you should
1: just, adjust yeah. like to the way we live and i'm like ah, okay like all the part to you but like uh, don't you, can't, fucking, you
0: can't fucking like that's you know, crazy that decision for other people right yeah like at all other people for making that decision to you she know. is the bad guy in the piece also i mean like sure.
1: kind of not but she is kind of is you know like they they really like she's the character they kind of give the gray brush to the Greater, most yeah for sure yeah because yeah. they're going to give her her own show, obviously. Like there is an Echo show on the way. Yeah, yeah. Where she'll it's be more because, like,
0: this—that's Alaco Cox. Like, that's this is her first acting role ever. Before yeah. this, she was basically like a, a deaf uh, activist, like a yeah. disability activist. Just cool. I thought she was good in it, but it's—it's uh, it's just really a risky endeavor for Disney just to give this woman her own fucking TV show after you know, without like having seen her do anything else prior.
1: They're absolutely hedging their bets on that show in terms of stacking it with Daredevil people so that they have somebody oh, like yeah. she can do obviously I think she'll be able to pull it off like I think she's she did enough in this and I'm like all right give her a show especially when she's going to get to spend at least the first season on set with Vincent D'Onofrio or Charlie Cox probably I yeah. get to like learn how to fucking do it properly and then she, they go, if they go do another season after that, she does another season or they get to use her as like goes and does a dark Avengers thing or something like that. that's kind of where echo goes also kind of on that like bent and then, yeah. So you can do all kinds of stuff with that character, but I think, yeah, I feel like they're probably really hedging their bets on that show in terms of like, just because of the, yeah, she's very fresh to this kind of thing. She's brand new to it. Mm-hmm. So like, it kind of helps that they're kind of bringing those heavy hitters along like D'Onofrio I mean, he's hamming oh, yeah. it up in this, but he's still just, like, the most watchable fucking literally. thing going. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah.
0: uh, so Clint gets his bow and arrows back, uses them to free Kate, and then they fight the tracksuit in the big fucking goofy abandoned toy factory scene or store or whatever Which, scene. Which,
1: again, was reminiscent of that fight from Birds of Prey. Like, it was kind of goofy, and they were using, like, yeah. The, yeah. the stuff around it. Stuff yeah, so I was like, 12, okay, this so- yeah. is... Like, cool. It's just, I've just watched too much of this shit, I think. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I guess it does become kind of rote when you're like, that's all you get is this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, when this one fucking show has two different toy store fucking fight yeah. scenes, like, it's like, okay, I get it. It's Christmas, but yeah, but I don't know. They try to get away in a hot wired car and the tracksuits chase them in a really fucking fun chase scene. This, this is the I'm best
1: chase enjoy. scene they've fucking done in any of these movies. I swear. Even the Ant Man ones aren't this much fun. So, yeah, when-
0: with Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas music playing on yeah, the Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> Clint's driving and still can't hear anything. Kate's shooting out the window and starts using Clint's, like, quote-unquote trick arrows, which are not labeled and Clint can't, like, accurately convey to her which ones to use and shit.
1: Oh, Clint's arrows are uh, lethal on a fucking different scale than most normal yeah. arrows are, really, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. As we've seen <laughs> in, like, some past MCU stuff, but, like, yeah,
0: he's got some fucking
1: doozies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really should.
0: <laughs> and uh, it all culminates in Kate firing an arrow up in the air, which Clint then fires with a pin particle arrow. So it makes the arrow huge and it comes down and absolutely wrecks one of their trucks. Yeah. <laughs> which that was is a great, great fucking bit.
1: Yeah. Good highlight for the, like the <laughs> midpoint of the year too, right? Yeah. Like that's episode three. I think that happens then. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. lot of fun.
0: So they get away by swinging onto a subway car, which is where like Clint confirms to her that like, yeah, she is, one of the world's greatest archers because like he has not been, you know, like given her props up until this point. And, uh, Clint's kid calls him, and another like nice little touching moment, but he still can't really hear. So Kate like helps him translate like write shit down on a pad of paper. Clint is like, you know, doing this whole, like again, kind of pretty fucking wrote, like, uh, I can't come home yet, buddy. I, I promise I'll be home in time for Christmas, kind of thing. And
1: yeah, they really lean into that shit in this. Yeah. Like it's very much like a, like a home alone kind Plan of like got to get back. That's a, yeah, yeah, I got to get home in time, kind of thing. Yeah. But everything just keeps going around. They give him like five days. I'm like, come on, he's yeah. gonna get there in five days. He's Hawkeye,
0: <laughs> and he still doesn't get there until Christmas.
1: Yeah, wow well, <laughs> so yeah.
0: they get Clint's hearing aid fixed. and over breakfast, Kate tr- again tries to convince Clint to train her, but Clint like is now starting to try to impress upon her like the cost of being a hero and like what it's meant for his life and how it's like fucked up a lot of things and. They talk about how to take down the tracksuits. Kate goes back to her mom's apartment and uh, they try to use her access to Bishop security to look up info on Kazi and the tracksuits. Yeah. And what they find is that, again, this is another real wobbly fucking bit of plot, but the Kazi is related yep. to a company called Sloan Limited. So but that that's like all the information they get before somebody figures out that Kate's poking around where she shouldn't be and her access gets revoked. Uh, Clint is wandering around the apartment and ends up with the Ronin sword at his throat at Jack's hand. Uh, but then Jack realizes, and that's like a real fucking weak cliffhanger because the very next episode, it's like Jack just realizes that it's Hawkeye. He's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to do that," kind of thing. <laughs> he calls Archer. He doesn't yeah. call him Hawkeye. <laughs> You're Archer.
1: And he's using, but he's using his secret sword that he shouldn't have to yes, do that also. As yeah. opposed to one of the 48 others he seems to have hanging around the house. Because yeah. this like, apartment is now littered with fucking cutlery. It's <laughs> like everywhere. There's Yeah, it's yeah. everywhere.
0: I do like that Clint like just fucking pilfers that sword back as he's yeah. leaving the apartment. Yeah, uh, Kate, Kate and Clint explain to Eleanor and Jack, you know, well, that's, kind of like like, working Kong the
1: Like when, in the original, in the comics, that's a, little hit, that's a little shout out to his being a thief before he was a, a spy. Oh, okay. Because he was like, I think he was not in the, in, the, in the circus, him too. Yeah, I think Hawkeye was in the circus and he always did some like, he's a pickpocket y kind of guy on the side. You know what I mean? He's kind of a, like, Hawkeye's, Hawkeye was kind of a scumbag yeah. in the 616. It still kind of is, but like he's, you know, performed in an Avenger and shit. But a lot of the Avengers are not nice people. I guess <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> sometimes. So there you go.
0: Yeah. Well, that's no fun when you've just got like real boring 1D characters. Yeah, man. Well, how else is going to make fun of Spider Man?
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway
0: eleanor sort of appeals to clint to leave kate out of this for her safety she doesn't want her kid like all fucked up in this kind of thing clint calls laura and asks her to look up sloan limited for her and they find out that like sloan is a money laundering front for the tracksuit mafia and jack is the ceo of sloan i don't fucking know sure yeah.
1: I, I was the same spot as you i was like just get to the kingpin motherfuckers
0: yeah exactly i don't care
1: At this point we've been to Fat Man Auto and I was like, if they're either trolling me at this point or we're getting kinked in. So (laughs) this is also
0: where Eleanor makes like a call to her like mysterious associate saying like we need to meet kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Then Kate and Clint have a little bonding session at her aunt's apartment, which is another great sequence. She brings over Christmas movies and ugly Christmas sweaters because, like, you know, she's not he's missing, you know, the holidays with his family kind of thing. They decorate a tree in in the apartment. Clint, she she writes on a poster with a marker. She thinks is dry erase, but it's not dry erase. Yeah. Uh, And then Clint teaches her how to use a coin as a targeted projectile, which will come in handy later and he also like kind of ends up like bearing his soul to her a little bit more and like tells her like kind of a little bit about like how he met tasha and shit kate tries to recover the trick arrows that were i guess at her apartment when it burnt down i'm also kind of fucking sketchy on that as well how the police ended up with i thought they just kind of had them i I
1: wasn't really like super paying attention to yeah, it does, I, I yeah, don't remember exactly. They're in police
0: lockup, and really, it's just another excuse for us to get these LARPers back into the fucking yeah, scene. Yeah. So he goes back to the LARPers, and one of them, who's a cop who is, like, I guess in the comics at the bombshell, yeah, Wendy something, basically says, like, I'll get you the arrows if... Oh, no, I guess Kate ends up making a deal with them saying like, if you get
1: a dog for a walk and goes to talk to him, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Then we'll, we'll get you materials to make new costumes, uh, both for the LARPers. And then also she, Kate's also going to get them to make new costumes for her and Clint too. Meanwhile, Clint is off having a discussion with Kazi. Kazi's like Maya's kind of like number two in the tracksuit mafia and asked them to convince Maya to give up her hunt for Ronan but she's still, like, just blinded by revenge or whatever. This mysterious Rolex that, again, like, I mean, it plays a role in the end, but I'm still not really sure why the tracksuit mafia is so fucking obsessed with it. But it has a GPS tracker in it, and it's in an apartment. And so Clint just goes on this fucking, like, detour, sure. I guess.
1: So, I like the It's weird because the watch, it, like, when you see it later, right, and it's got the 19 on it, it means his age is 19, which is a right? Shield, like yeah. It's a shield thing. yeah. yeah. And it means she was Mockingbird at one point, which it, in the comics, but, but it's weird because like, they did Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that was Adrian Pellecki's character. Yeah. was Bobby yeah. Morris yeah. or Mockingbird. So like, but that indicates that like Agent 19 was also, was Mockingbird who is yeah. in the comics, Clint's long time, like fucking love interest. Right. So, yeah, so
0: now they're starting to really muddy up their own continuity by like bringing in duplicate characters because there's shit in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that like has direct impact on the MCU kind of thing so you can't just write off that series and say that's not canon anymore I mean fucking
1: Daredevil's canon now we've seen we've seen two fucking Daredevil characters just like walk across the line now yeah like in a month (laughs) in a month well fuck a month it literally happened the same day basically Spider-Man and that episode of Hawkeye came up the same day I think like when they they confirmed no it was the week after
0: didn't they I confirm?
1: Didn't the, the, didn't the picture come? Oh, up no, yeah, they you're play. right. Yeah, it you're right. It was the same week we saw these fucking characters, just like yeah. out of the goddamn. I mean, we knew it was happening because of all the shit, bullshit, in the spoilers. Yeah, but like, it's in just going
0: to be a real clumsy way to do that reveal, and both also both of
1: them, really. Yeah. I mean, I had fun with the but like, and I had yeah. fun with Charlie Cox showing back up. But I mean, yeah. we don't really know where those characters stand in terms of like the drama of Daredevil, because. We haven't got back to Daredevil yet. I think that's what Echo is going to be. It's going to be like Daredevil 3.5 kind of thing. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah.
0: Anyways, yeah. So Clint and Kate, for some reason, this feels like a real side quest-y kind of thing and not anything that they really need to be concerned about right now. But they try to retrieve that Rolex because...
1: I, and it's like they imply she has some connection to Kingpin also. like Like the conversation keeps going back to like, the, kid, the, the big guy getting involved because of the yeah. watch and I'm like but like they don't explain to you like was she responsible like we watched Matt take him down and we never yeah. had any shield involvement at all so like when was she involved with any of this stuff when he was in jail in theory after yeah. season three like some of this is a little fuzzy
0: yeah they also kind of like t- make some vague sort of references to how like the watch like reveals that laura is was a shield agent or something like that and will allow them to like find her who the fuck else was he gonna marry maybe, and yeah i don't know it's like where's he
1: where's he meeting somebody else like where's yeah. he meeting a civilian you know what yeah. i mean while he's often like budapest murdering people with natasha <laughs> yeah like he's marrying somebody he works with that's just that uh anyway anyway
0: But anyway, so they're trying to get the Rolex back, but Kate goes in after it. But then they she realizes that that it's Maya's apartment when she triggers a silent alarm. Kate gets the well, she gets the watch, but then she loses it again. I guess Maya attacks her and Kate escapes halfway across the street and gets stuck on a (laughs) zipline. She's not not really got all this shit figured out yet.
1: Not really, no.
0: <laughs> but at the same time, Clint is being attacked by someone else, a, a spy that ends up being Yelena, uh, Natasha's younger quote unquote sister. And Maya and Yelena after this fight just just retreat. They just give up. I don't really know why. Yelena's like trying to kill Clint she's like, nah, I'll do this later. She just leaves. Yeah. Uh, but then Clint tells Kate that, you know, he this is too much. He's going alone from here on out because Someone's hired, like a black widow assassin, to kill him because, like, no neither of these people know that this is Elena or who the fuck Yelena is. Like, Nat- well, he knows who Yelena, Yelena is, but he doesn't see who he doesn't, doesn't, know, he doesn't yeah. know that that's yeah. Well, he I don't know that he'd know Yelena to rec- uh, recognize. No, I don't him. think he knows her face. Yeah, he hasn't necessarily seen a picture. He just knows yeah. who Yelena is from all the stories Nat's told. Then at the start of the next episode, we flash back to 2018 to Elena with another former Black Widow. This is, I like, really like this sequence actually. And they've tracked down another like graduate of the Black Widow program on their mission to try and deprogram her after yeah. the events of the Black Widow movie, uh, only to find that she's not programmed at all and has just like made a life for herself using the skills that the Black Widow's taught her. So I don't know why this is like the one Black Widow that has not been brainwashed or whatever, whatever. (laughs) But the, but the best part of this is Yelena goes into a bathroom and we see her blip. Basically we see her fade away and we see it all from her point of view. Like the room disappears and like reforms around her, except it's different. It's been painted and redecorated. And she comes out of that bathroom five years later, like, and this woman and her now family are all there and being like, holy shit, you came back kind of thing. Like the first thing that she learns is that Natasha's dead. Yeah. So now we're back in the present. Kate goes back to her mom's place. She's pissed that Clint has sent her away. She starts telling her mom that Jack might be involved in something criminal because of the Sloan stuff. Uh, Kate goes back to her apartment to get her stuff. But Yelena's there waiting for her and they have the best possible dialogue I've ever heard in my life that is about mac and cheese. Yeah. The chemistry is just fucking fantastic. They
1: they basically just like convinced me to like I'm like I want to see the Young Avengers movie basically really? like now. Like I want to watch that movie now. So would
0: they normally both be on a Young Avengers team? Like Yelena, No, Yelena, yeah. Like
1: actually, Black, actually, Black Widow 2 tends to be like the bad girl, Black Widow. Like because Natasha's still around, so she's like the evil sister basically most okay. of the time. It feels like they're going to turn transition her to become more like the actual Black Widow of a new Avengers team. If that's the way they're going, I don't know how they're going. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not Kevin Feige. I'm not inside the man's brain. This is the way I <laughs> kind of like. It would track with what the comics kind of end up. I assume they're going towards that because that's a popular comic right now. Yeah. And that there's, why else would you introduce all these secondary? I mean, aside from like, you have to replace these old folks who are getting aged out of being superheroes and stuff like that based on like actors retiring and whatnot. Um you need yeah. to go into the second generation of characters. It's weird because like Marvel's going right into their second generation of characters way faster than DC did. I would have yeah. expected like DC to get into like Kid Flash and all that kind of horse shit. It's like a big oh, selling point.
0: Well, they're we're on like, Titans, but not yeah. in the
1: main universe. Yeah, this is like the main fucking thrust of the MCU is now being replaced by the Young Avengers yeah. already. You know what I mean? It's kind of it's interesting to me um, that they're just, we're swinging into this already. Like, I mean, it's been 10 years, but it's still like, like yeah, 12 like, years at this point. 12 years. Yeah, but like, we're just we're replacing everybody slowly, but surely like, we have a new Black Widow. We have a new Hawkeye. We'll have a new Iron Man soon Captain America. We have a new cap. Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. Still, I mean, Thor is just going to be around cause Thor is eternal. So
0: what do yeah. do? <laughs> even that where we're getting a new fucking Thor and we're getting, yeah, new we're new getting
1: a Jane Foster. Foster, Thor for Foster. Us too. So there is yeah. that too. Right. And like, that's, I mean, that's part of that comic that Marvel now run where like you would see, yeah. Black cap woman, Thor. Riri is kind of the iron person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're getting iron heart too. Yeah. And we are getting iron heart coming up soon. Like miss Marvel. Like being kind yeah. of that stand-in She-Hulk also, yeah. I mean that She Hulk's been around for fucking ages. That's one they just had to get to eventually. Yeah.
0: But I mean it's it's gonna be a younger character too. But it's right? a
1: younger character. Everything's yeah. gonna slant more millennial, just like all this other stuff is. Although I guess banner's still around to use. I guess there's that. But
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh so Yelena now says she's in New York to kill Clint and that somebody has hired her, but also I think she just wants to do it. She just wants revenge on him because she thinks that like he's the reason that Natasha died. Doesn't really know, but
1: just. I immediately start shipping Kate Bishop and Yelena right here. Like, I'm oh, just yeah. on board. I'm like, just fuck up. It's over. I'm done. <laughs> I don't care. I don't even know what the canon ones are, if they even have canon interests. I have no idea. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Their, so they, their chemistry good. is so fucking good in that fantastic. scene. Yeah. Oh my God. I was dying. I was like, I want a movie of the two of them. Just do that. I'm, yeah. I'm completely on board. I couldn't get a Black Widow Hawkeye movie. Like with the original characters, but we'll get it because these two girls have the best chemistry on the fucking yeah. planet.
0: So, <laughs> weird. Uh, so Clint goes to one of the Larpers grills at yeah the the dude We're that had to the, the grills, suit yeah. to to get away from the tracksuits, you know, to go somewhere that like they don't won't be able to find him, kind of thing. Uh, Kate goes back home to find that Eleanor has turned Jack into the police, uh, but Jack is swearing up and down that he's been framed. Clint visits a marker plaque for the Battle of New York and quote-unquote talks to Natasha, and uh, then he sends Maya a message via an arrow saying to meet him that night, basically where she first saw Ronan. And this whole time, Clint, yeah, I should say, like, you know, Clint this whole time has been making these veiled references to, like, a big guy that's the real boss of the tracksuit mafia and everything, and he's, yeah, real playing real coy about that and won't say the name I'm not really sure why. Why he just wouldn't have fucking said Kingpin except for, because they're trying to tease it out. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Later yeah. on,
1: uh, And Ryan also they may not him. have been sure that he was going to be the one that they were revealing when they were writing those earlier episodes. <laughs> so like hey, they're probably hedging. Their <laughs> I belt.
0: think they knew that before they started. Will,
1: I don't know. Who knows at this point? They do <laughs> they, shit. They hot shot. Go look up some of the stories about how they got No Way Homemade and how fucking hot shotted it was together. It sounds like yeah. it sounds like they are really starting to like Especially when they can kind of well, when they can pull in these kind of cameos to like get the fans going kind of thing, they'll do it and adjust their plan on the fly to do so kind of thing. Yeah. And but I part guess of it
0: that's
1: is, is that I guess this was kind of one of those things where like they weren't sure exactly how it was gonna go. And then it also hedged on the No Way Home b- deal, not just with the two boys. But I mean, with Charlie on top of that, right? Like you got to have everybody kind of on board. You yeah. can just bring D'Onofrio back and then have like Charlie Cox just being like, no, nah, fuck. They didn't even call me.
0: <laughs> well, right? and it's also just like keeping everything under wraps as well, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's probably easier to do when you've got fewer scripts that stay kingpin in them kind of thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, because so. of the
0: number of people that end up handling those and all that kind of thing. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, so Maya and the tracksuit show up at the used car lot where Ronan killed Maya's dad years earlier. But uh, Clint in the Ronan costume again with the sword is there waiting for them. Uh, he and Maya end up facing off. They both have some fucking impressive moves. That was a fucking. The good choreography
1: fight. in this show was pretty good in most of it. Like the yeah. fights are okay. I, some of them were tropey, but like they were okay. Yeah. Sometimes they're really whiffing with the fucking bow and arrows and stuff. But oh, like, yeah. <laughs>
0: whatever. Uh, Clint reveals to Maya that he is Ronan and that he was also that he was tipped off that night by an informant that works for her quote unquote boss, basically saying that her boss wanted her father dead. Um, she's kind of tries to contend with this information and come to terms with it. Maya almost kills Clint, but Kate saves him at the last minute. They get away in an Uber. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fucking millennial shit. Yeah. Then uh, not even like I guess Kate's fucking a zoomer, pretty much. She's like t- twenty two or something. Yeah. Like and, yeah, so
1: she's younger than Haley Steinfeld is. Haley Steinfeld's like twenty five or six. No, yeah. six seven. I don't even know. I think she's around the same age as like Tom Holland and uh, twenty five. Uh, yeah, twenty five ish. Yeah, so they're all. I think all the main Marvel stars now are like in the 25 ish range. Like I think Tom Holland is as well, which means, which is interesting. They brought fucking Charlie Cox back. Who's our age or something like that. So anyway,
0: and then, Oh, that that's also when Kate reveals that the black widow that was after him is Yelena is Natasha's sister. So Maya's starting to come to terms with with what Clint told her and starts suspecting that Kazi might have been in on the betrayal of her father because he wasn't there the night that Ronan killed her dad. Uh, We see Yelena tailing Eleanor, who tells Kate that it was Eleanor that hired her, I guess. I don't know, another this is another real washy, wishy, washy kind of fucking plot thread. But then she sends Kate a picture or a video of Eleanor meeting with the big guy who is Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin from the Daredevil show. And then we cut to the best, my favorite needle drop in the series, which is you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Right after we see like a blurry fucking image of of Kingpin.
1: Perfect, perfect. Yeah, uh, 100% Wilson (laughs) Fisk. I was so happy to have him back, you know? I just, it makes me so happy.
0: So the video ends up showing Eleanor asking Kingpin to, like, get, it's basically saying, like, she wants out of the organization, that Kingpin's not happy about this at all. (laughs) I fucking like
1: his line at the end where he's, like, like like she's working at fucking Goldman Sachs or something like that. Like, she could just quit this kind of job. (laughs) I fucking love that. I feel so fucking good. Yeah. He's just chopping the scenery. He's so fucking great. <laughs> he's screaming at people at the top of his fucking
0: lungs. Yeah, when he just loses his fucking cool. Oh, It looks like he's having such a fucking good time doing this shit, too. You it's embarrassed so me weird. in front of Vanessa! yeah <laughs> oh, when <laughs> I was a boy.
1: Just, God, right in my veins, boys. right in my veins. I must
0: even in your skull.
1: Oh, God, yeah. I love it.
0: Uh, so Kate now knows that her mother was the one who was involved in organized crime and probably not jack i don't know i don't know if this is necessarily clears jack but
1: uh i think from what i gathered from it he's clear because he's out there just fighting at the end i mean he yeah. has fucking felony manslaughter like 16 times here
0: <laughs> yeah but they're they're fucking i mean they're common, scumbags and deserve to get fucking stabbed so, i guess so apparently that, i mean it's a fucking vigilante world right who cares
1: I guess so, yeah. The
0: Punisher also killed like a million fucking dudes. And And I guess like he's canon
1: now. So like he's out there just like murdering motherfuckers with machine guns and shit everywhere. Also in New York, right? Yeah. Well, not all the time, but yeah, he was in New York at one point. There is that in the the series. I just rewatched that. Good times. Then
0: uh, Maya goes to Kingpin with Kazi. And then we learn that Kingpin was like, or we get confirmation that Kingpin was like the quote unquote uncle that raised her after her father died. Yeah. And uh, she tells Kingpin that she's going to give up her quest for vengeance against Ronan, but Kingpin doesn't buy it because Maya's not actually doing that. She knows that Maya suspects that Kingpin or Kingpin knows that Maya suspects that Kingpin ordered her father's killing. Yeah. So she's like, all right, fucking she's off the kind of thing. We got to fucking take her down. So in one of my favorite scenes of the season, then Clint and Kate prepare for the final showdown by making a new batch of trick arrows, which Kate labels this time. That was fun. I really like seeing that. And then they also like bond more during that as well.
1: Interestingly, right out of the comic too, there's little bits that are from the comic, Like, like some of the comedy bits are like right out of Matt Fraction's writing. Yeah. So I don't know. Hey, Dave. Hey, yeah.
0: <laughs> Kate and Clint go to the Bishop Security Christmas party, which is apparently at the top of Thirty Rock. I guess to the reason for this is they're going to protect Eleanor from Kingpin because they figure like they've seen the rest of the video after yeah. Eleanor leaves, and they know that Kingpin's like gonna fucking, yeah gonna Kingpin her. And uh, wait, that's not a that's not like <laughs> a phrasing, Tim, Actually, <laughs> and. The Kate's also going like to confront her mother and be like, I know, you know, what you're involved in and everything. And then they bring the LARPers along as undercover agents because Clint went real quick from being like, no, nobody else should risk themselves besides me to like, yeah, everybody can fucking come. I'm surprised they didn't bring Pizza Dog to the fucking party too, like the one eyed dog and be like, yeah, you can help too, Pizza Dog. The weird
1: part is, like, he knows there's people in New York he can fucking call for like backup, <laughs> right? It's like,
0: no, I'm gonna get these LARPers to help.
1: And like, if he knows who Kingpin is, do you not think he might? Being like a shield agent who would have access to the information about Kingpin, know who
0: you know that Daredevil took him down before. Yeah, like maybe, like, maybe I should call the guy who took him down last time. Like, is he around still? Like, you know, the guy who beat the shit out of him? Crime Lord Luke Cage kind of thing that probably has a vested interest in taking down I fucking fisk or
1: <laughs> give me that show. I still want that. I still yeah. think fucking Kingpin Luke Cage looks dope as shit. I I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Cancel that show before they did that. That was awesome. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's all kinds of stuff they could pull in at this point for this stuff.
0: Yeah. But instead, LARPers. LARPers are their backup. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yep. Then they also find find Because like, that- it, it ties into, like,
1: in the comic, it was, like, the people who ran his, uh, who lived in the apartment that he owned. Because, like, the mm-hmm. tracksuit Mafia is trying to buy the apartment, like, the buildings up kind of thing. Like, okay. like, force people out is kind of the story so of the comic.
0: kind of story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, he helps with their help, kind of fights them off because, like, he lives in the apartment when he's not off doing fucking Avengers bullshit. And he recruits Kate to kind of help her out, or she kind of forces herself on him to help. Basically, basically that's that's very accurate to the com- or to yeah. the comic. Is that he wants nothing to do with her? She, 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 and she just won't like a him, bad smell kind of thing. She just and, yeah. won't fucking leave him alone. She's even more annoying in this than she is in the comics. Like, she's way more like entitled rich girl in the comics than she is yeah. this where she's just like annoying Haley steinfeld millennial girl kind of thing like yeah. I, she's great like i love her but she does <laughs> like she's doing that peter yeah. parker shtick you know what i mean like this is yeah, just the sure. tom holland peter parker shtick and they're all doing it now <laughs> it's either that or they're doing the cocky version of it like yelena they all kind of have like there's two like streams that are running down basically with these characters right now it's yeah They're going to have to find a new stream eventually.
0: (laughs) They also find that Jack is already of jail and brought a sword to the party. I guess it's just part of his formal wear. Uh, Yelena also shows up, presumably looking for Clint to kill him, I guess. I don't know how how she knows that Clint's going to be here. But Kazzy starts firing on the party with a sniper rifle from a building across the street or across, I don't know, across the plaza or whatever. Uh, And then Kate and Yelena end up in an elevator together another fucking fantastic scene just the fucking best kate's like trying to delay her from finding clint and like she hits all the elevator buttons and then they have like a a great fight through a bunch of like offices and shit i
1: love the like you're so annoying like that shit where like they're almost like siblings yeah Yeah, that's so annoying and she gets off the thing and runs yeah and then kate Kate
0: throws the bolo at elena like as she's about to throw her like Rod or whatever through the window like, oh, that really
1: hurt. Yeah, <laughs> Be in the ch- in the ribs or whatever. so That yeah, was good. Form.
0: Good. You got a really good, that really cool body throw back there. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love yeah. it. Just give me more of that shit. We fucking hit it off. Yeah, just give me that shit. <laughs> Clint shoots a knockout arrow at Kazi from across the street, which causes Kazi to retreat for the time being. Kate ends up in the plaza of Rock in front of Rockefeller Center, like. You know, it's it's Christmas, so there's, like, the tree and the skating rink and everything. Which you know, we just saw
1: in No Way Home. Yeah. Like, Pete fucking swings by it at the end of that movie, so... Yeah.
0: And uh, she and Jack with uh, Jack with his sword uh, just fights, fights with the tracksuit motherfuckers up all over the streets. You just, know what I mean? Just making tracksuit mafia fucking shish kebabs. He
1: really is just murdering guys on the fucking street, <laughs> like with a sword. It's pretty like good for him, I guess.
0: And then uh, Kazi goes over to and finds Barton and they fight each other. In a floor that's like under construction, which ends in Clint suplexing the shit out of Kazi. Fucking like legit German suplexed him out of his goddamn boots. <laughs> it was dope as shit. Yeah. And also, like Kazi should not have gotten up from that. That
1: should have busted him in fucking half. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, like, not, not, yeah, not on a canvas ring, like on a cement floor. And that's not, of-
1: and that's a real like Greco-Roman German suplex. Like when you do those properly, they fucking yeah. hurt. It's like so,
0: neck broken.
1: Yeah. Like he <laughs> fucking spine shattered kind of thing. I look good. I was, I was like, I always like it when they, they pull in like, cause like, they don't use those moves. Cause they're like pro wrestling moves. Or so am like, no, they're actually like Greco Roman wrestling moves that hurt like fucking crazy. When you do them. Yeah. <laughs> so like there's a reason why they got kind of translated into pro wrestling but
0: yeah because they look like they hurt and people just yeah. associate even even the well the you can sell versions of them yeah you can
1: sell them like to make it look worse than it actually is but you could also fucking do what he did which was just like crank <laughs> him over his head yeah. and like rain right on his neck to a concrete floor just, oh,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then more of the tracksuit show up so Clint jumps out a window and lands in the Rockefeller Christmas tree and makes friends with the cutest little owl that will come back shortly oh man
1: that I was that's some grim shit at all. Actually, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the the Larpers <laughs> right, can we talk about? Can we skip to that? No, we'll get
0: there. We'll get there. I want to talk I about. about it. I want to talk about that yeah. particularly because that's not a way I want to that's die. <laughs> so, the the Larpers somehow found time to change into their new Larp there's costumes. There's a fucking scene where they stop and they're like,
1: "We're we're just regular people, trade professionals." But it, it requires more right now. Like they need to go get costumes on, and all of a sudden, because no, everybody's ignoring them. Which, yeah. yeah, fair enough. But like, <laughs> then they go put their dumb costumes out and people are acknowledging their existence. And I'm like, no, that would never happen. Like, that's just <laughs> not... Exactly.
0: People are just gonna be like, Oh, weird people. Yeah. Is this a fucking costume party now?
1: Unless one of them shoots fucking like, blasters out of their eyes, I'm not listening to those people in the weird costumes. <laughs> you know what I mean? If one of them shoots fucking webs and sticks to the ceiling, I'll listen to the guy who sticks to the ceiling. Yeah, but
0: You don't, you don't else. get authority just because you put on your fucking leather LARP outfit.
1: Yeah, you need to have some power to back that shit up, you know? Like, webs. Recognition, or something. at the very least, which is I what guess. Clint does. Which is Clint's, Clint's an adventure. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: so Kate Glitz gets Clint out of the tree by using an acid arrow to cut down the Rockefeller tree. So uh, He lands on the ice rink.
1: <laughs> confirming the Spider-Man happened before this, I guess, because yes. I don't know that they put that tree
0: back this up. Is, this that? is like Christmas Eve or something like that, yeah. right? Because this, yeah, it's like right up on the wire to Clint getting home for Christmas. And now it's time for the big old showdown between Kate and Clint and all of the tracksuits, like all of them, hundreds of them. It seems like
1: uh, yeah, they massacre
0: where, them, like just yeah. brutally murder a whole whack of them. Yeah. And this is where they bring out all the fun trick arrow bits. And uh, Kate and Clint are now both wearing their new purple costumes that the LARPers made for them. At one point, they <laughs> use a Pim arrow. To shrink a truck full of tracksuits, which is then promptly picked up by Clint's little owl friend, and they're probably dead now. Now I want,
1: talk, well, I want to talk. about eaten. well, no, if they get dropped, they're fine because they're small enough. They're probably okay. Like the physics, that's probably depends okay. How, depends for them. how high they get dropped. I guess from. there is that also. But I want to talk about the actual horror show of being torn, being shrunk down to the size where a owl is now a giant terror creature and is yes. going to peel you out of a tin can of a car and eat you, peck you to death with its talons and shit. Well, that or or, they, end up or
0: they end up de- like escaping.
1: Or you're going to suffocate because there's no air small enough for your lungs to capacitize or whatever when you breathe and you've been shrunk down to that
0: fucking small. That's, that's why uh, they have to do it in Star that's Trek. That's man has to wear the fucking mask and everything, right? Yeah.
1: Because they is, do it in Star Trek too. Because you can't, whatever yeah.
0: whatever part process happens, the magic process that happens in your lungs
1: that I don't <laughs> understand because I'm not a scientist.
0: Yes, where your where your blood gets
1: oxygenated requires particles of a specific size to interact yes. with your lung particles or your lung cells. Yeah. And if they're not the right size, you can't fucking breathe. You so suffocate. you choked to death.
0: And and let's let's overlook that and say like, okay, maybe they do survive and they're little now. Now they're just, if they escape, they're just doomed to, like, a fucking honey-I-shrunk-the-kids experience like for the rest of their lives.
1: Well, come on. They're pickle-ricked then at that point. A rat's gonna eat those guys. <laughs> they're gonna eat my yeah. by rats. Yeah. And let's be fair, that owl let them go. Those no. guys are fucking mm-hmm. eaten by that it looked, owl. It looked hungry. It did. He's a little guy. <laughs> it needed food. Yeah.
0: Kazi is about to shoot Clint when Yelena shows up and confronts Clint about that. Oh, we death. should also
1: point out that, like, Clint realizes that this is going to happen after it happens and it's like oh we should probably like call scott and find out what yeah. to do and then they get taken away he's just like well i guess they're Move dead over. so fuck them and yeah. they just walks away so like they are <laughs> yeah, dead like,
0: yeah moving on
1: anyway that was fucking i like that that was fun
0: <laughs> we have a really good like back and forth with nat and clint where like Ooh, Elena, Elena can't come to terms yeah uh, yeah clint and Elena, uh where Elena like can't come to terms with nat like sacrificing herself and clint like not being able to save her uh, and they fight and ultimately clint just fucking starts like letting elena just fucking wail on him and then gives elena like the secret whistle that elena and nat had together and tells her about like how nat talked about elena all the time and they kind of end up bonding over their love for nat and then elena leaves and lets clint live Meanwhile, Maya confronts Kazi about betraying her. They fight. Maya kills Kazi with one of the leftover arrows from the fight, and that's the last that we see from oh no, it's not the last we see from Maya. She'll come back. Yeah, Eleanor tries to get away in kind of all the the chaos, but Kingpin yanks the fucking door right off her car. Yeah, and Kate shows up to defend her mother, shoots an arrow into to be fair. Kingpin's
1: chest. I was kind of happy that he ripped the car door right off because the last time he opened a car door and was like violent with somebody, he did some nasty fucking yeah, he shit. His head. <laughs> and like, not that I like I don't know huge like a big fan of your formiga, but like should not deserve to have her fucking head caped in like that he's even if it is on camera so decapitated in a car door Jesus Christ that seems so fucking <laughs> awesome <Yeah. laughs> anyway then yeah, yeah, he, he
0: the just fight. like pushing, pushing, fucking brushes off the arrow that Kate yeah. like fires directly into his chest because he's like just fucking bulk mask he's kind so of thing. Fu-
1: they make him look really big in this too like way bigger yeah. than he seemed in Daredevil at any point yeah, like, he just seems huge and like really hulking in this one versus what he had been before. Like they're shooting him way, like they're shooting him to make him look bigger, kind of thing. So I feel
0: like they've also like they've got padding under. Oh yeah, their, yeah, yeah. Their suits and everything too. Like, did we talk about
1: how fucking awesome it is? These were in like the seventies, like the from white. the Spider Man, yeah, the yeah, white yeah. with the Hawaiian print. That mean I was like, oh yeah, I own that comic somewhere, <laughs> or I have like a copy of it anyway.
0: Yeah. Then Eleanor drives the car into Kingpin and through a fucking window into FAO Schwartz, Again, what is it with this fucking show and toy stores? Yep. Uh, Kate goes in after him, and they have a face off. Kingpin has like the same like raw power and strength that we saw in Daredevil, and just takes like all her arrows and just fucking breaks them all in half. But ultimately, she grabs one of Kingpin's like signature cufflinks and does the little like coin trick with it to set off a bunch of the trick arrowheads that are like under his feet, kind of thing, which blasts Kingpin across the room and knocks him out. And or debilitates him eleanor tries to gaslight kate into thinking like what she did wasn't really that bad it's just how the world works or whatever and kate's not fucking buying it and the cops come and arrest eleanor again from armand's murder we don't fucking actually know they never say that eleanor was the one that actually killed armand so yeah fuck still don't. i still
1: assume yeah. it was like the gang that did it but okay
0: yeah kingpin stumbles away injured but maya finds him in an alley and the camera like pans up And she points a gun at him and the camera pans up as we hear a gunshot. So they imply that she shoots Kingpin but we don't know for sure. We don't know. I mean they're not going to fucking bring Kingpin back like this just to fucking kill him. So,
1: And this is a story from the comics also where he's blinded by her. Like they actually did this in the comics like straight in the comics where he shot her or she shot him. She shot him Mm. and blinded him and he gets new Mm. eyes eventually because like it's comic books and shit. But like interesting. I mean He's, he, his nemesis is blind so yeah it would be interesting to have him have to deal with that yeah it's it's just weird that I like I think of Kingpin as like a main character that I want to have go through things as opposed to like the villain character that I want well, to see defeated I just find it so interesting
0: doing such, so, such a fucking good job He's so good. exactly yeah.
1: right so I want to see him go through all this shit that, yeah. like the real king or like the kingpin from the 616 has gone through that would be very interesting which just means yeah. I just want more Daredevil Really is what it always means. Just no. I want those those characters back and I want my chill back. <laughs> I mean like I'm recommending Devil's Drain again because fuck <laughs> every issue's been good so far, as two. So
0: So we are back at Rockefeller Center now and sort of in the denouement part, Clint and Kate are recovering in the back of an ambulance. Uh Clint tries to like comfort Kate, tells her he's proud of her. And then Clint gets home just in time for Christmas with his family. He brings Kate and Pizza Dog, who now they finally named Lucky, with him. And uh, Clint gives Laura the Rolex, which now we see that it says 19 on the back and has a S.H.I.E.L.D. logo, which confirms that Laura Barton is actually Mar- Mockingbird. Although they don't actually tell us that at all. They just all we know from that scene is she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Unless you fucking like go searching online is like who was S.H.I.E.L.D. agent 19. And I was like, OK, is Mockingbird, whatever. So, yes, yeah, just a messy reveal. I, yeah, it was I thought. weird
1: to me. I felt that was kind of strange. So,
0: Clint and Kate burn the Ronin suit together, and then Kate starts bouncing terrible code names off of Clint, but we stop just short of Clint straight up telling Kate that she can start using the Hawkeye moniker and then roll credits. And then I'm loathe to talk about that dreadful mid credit oh, scene. Oh, God. Because yeah. it's a full musical number from Steve Rogers the musical and I definitely skipped it on my rewatch because it's just painful. I didn't even
1: get through it the first time, so...
0: If that's Marvel's Christmas gift to the fans, then I fucking hope it came with the receipt.
1: I think Spider-Man was their gift to us at this point. <laughs> so, that is Hawkeye. Yeah, man, so, like, what did you think overall? What were your... Uh, I enjoyed it overall.
0: It definitely fleshed out like the Avenger that we spent the least amount of time with overall, Mm -hmm. kind of thing, which I was happy about because, you know, Clint's always just kind of been like this background guy that like has a scene here and a scene there, but like we never really know him. So they gave him some solid character development, also set up some exciting things for the future of the MCU. And Kate is a great character. I was real happy with her and she's someone I want to see more of. But yeah, like as we went through the plot there there's definitely some fucking hand wavy shit that kind of took me out of it here and there and even on my second watch here i was just like okay no it's not just me like they just don't fucking explain that like oh yeah yeah so yeah that that was was i I thought that there was you know some shit that could have been done better but didn't really fuck with my enjoyment too much
1: yeah it was definitely like I enjoyed it in the way, like a very confectionary kind of way, where I was like, "Oh, yeah. this is fun. I don't need this to be anything more than a lot of fun." I'm glad we're getting a little bit more time with Clint. I like the Hawkeye character, but like, I'm a deep cuts Marvel Thork, so like, of course, I like the Hawkeye character because <laughs> I like all these characters at some point or another, right? Like, there's Isn't a stable- also
0: another one of those, like, you know, ground level, like spy kind of characters, which is, is the kind of dudes that you like.
1: He does fall into like, yeah, he ends up kind of getting pulled into like. Daredevil shenanigans and Spider-Man shenanigans quite often because he's like a New York based, like regular dude kind of superhero. Plus like with Natasha, Natasha was way more tied to Matt in the comics. Like they were like a couple couple for a couple like runs where they were like actually together and stuff, which you never see in this, obviously. Um, even though they would have been the right age for it to work out if they had met, I guess. But either way, like yeah. So like yeah, he would be along for those kinds of things a lot more. Um so I was like on board for all that kind of stuff. I liked this Kate. It still doesn't quite feel like comic book Kate to me yet. So that's one of these things that I'm having with these mm. new characters where like they specifically characterize the characters a certain way in the comics and they're pretty consistent with it in the writing overall. And then they get to the show and like the shows or the movies. And because they have a relatively famous actress just kind of playing themselves in the role, the role in the DC. And then they changed aspects of the origin also. Like this is a little bit different because it's actually her dad that survives her origin story. It's her mom that passes away or dies and kind of catalyst so they keep changing little things in these newer characters origin stories carol Danvers is the same way like captain marvel's origins a lot different in the comics than it was in the movie kind of thing whereas like the original avengers tend to be a little bit more like i mean yeah it's not vietnam but tony has the same kind of thing happen to him in a war zone and cap goes through world war ii and you can't fuck with thor's origin too much because he's always going to be from asgard kind of thing so like that shit doesn't change and Natasha and Clint were both shield agents. Like that's from the comics. These characters that keep changing little aspects of them from the books to like streamline a little bit, and I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not the same characters anymore. And her characterization is different here because it's Haley Steinfeld just kind of playing Haley Steinfeld. She does the same thing in every movie she's in, and I don't think it's bad. Like I think she's charming, but yeah. she feels exactly the same in this as she kind of did in Bumblebee.
0: And I'm like, I, okay. I didn't see Bumblebee. The only thing I really know her from is uh spider gwen in into the spider verse
1: okay she's in pitch perfect too. you never saw the pitch perfect you you no. musical nerd never saw the I'm pitch not perfect that big a,
0: like i'm i i'm very specific about like the musicals and shit that i'm into though yeah, so like and kendrick's in those movies so like that's like the reason why
1: i fucking saw them because
0: i like Anna yeah Anna. no i, I don't okay, think i've enough. seen she's I'm in those to too so like, well, I, i've seen her in a couple things and like see her in two true grit
1: Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. True. grip, But she was no, like she pet. plays Maddie Ross. Yeah. She yeah, was, was way. Good, she's exactly. like fourteen
0: or something like that in that movie. She's but really besides good. Besides that, that I think that is ma- that end. The, yeah, end of the Spider Verse are the only things that I okay. that I know her from. Well, I, like
1: I'd seen her in uh, Bumblebee, obviously. Bumblebee, so I kind yeah. of like she's doing the same bit she does it does in Bumblebee and in Pitch Perfect. Like she's just kind of playing herself. Mm-hmm. It feels like a little bit, which is fine. Like if you're just get away Red. with that. Yeah. Like Paul Rudd, sure. And I mentioned <laughs> about that in Ghostbusters, where he's just playing himself, too. Like, when you yeah. get to that point, sometimes it works. Like, if you're Robert Downey Jr. Or Bill Murray. And you can basically make Tony Stark be that character, then it works. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know, but, like, like, again, like, Florence Pugh. Like, is that just Florence Pugh playing Florence Pugh? Or is this really, like, what is like, right? Like, they start?
0: No, I think I've, I have seen Florence Pugh in other stuff. And that does not just seem to be her uh, okay. as a person i haven't seen
1: her in much like hayley steinfeld i've seen another step but like Florence pew not so much so yeah either way it's cool all right so uh what do I we mean, want to talk about I, I was thinking uh gas <laughs> i wanted to talk about the cast because i thought renner was good this time out he's yeah. always been kind of quietly like fine at doing all of this stuff i'm not a huge fan of his but he's completely serviceable in this role, as yeah, again, like
0: I he's not an actor that I go out and like. Oh, I'm always going to see something Jeremy because yeah, yeah. it's usually like fucking middling action mo- movies or cop movies or something like that, and that's not yeah. my jam.
1: Yeah, or but, he's like in the the Born spinoff that nobody saw except for me. Yeah. I saw it, but like it was not good. So don't.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought he was pretty good. I mean, it was fucking Vincent D'Onofrio fell right back into Kingpin so fucking more, well. like arch than like he had been at the end, like a little more cartoony. Than like what we
1: got in Daredevil, but like
0: I'll believe was, you on that because I have not watched rewatched uh, Daredevil as much as you have. Daredevil feels more like
1: what do you call it? Like HBO TV even now compared yeah. to this stuff. Whereas this still more this is starting quiet, to
0: feel menace kind of thing.
1: Yeah, this is starting to feel a little bit more like cartoon kind of like MCU on TV kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. not it doesn't have that same kind of quiet thoughtfulness that Daredevil. Daredevil is like one of those shows people are still writing essays about for some reason. So like it's turning into one of those shows like the wire or something like that and people are like oh there's philosophy behind this and it's like oh i can see that for I sure i yeah that kind of works out whereas like this obviously i mean it's a little bit more like hey we're having a christmas romp and haley steinfeld's going to be super cute for six episodes and there's a dog <laughs> and there's yep. a dog and kinkman's going to come in and be a bad guy for like 30 seconds at the end
0: now I, I i i mean me not having the comic book reference for kate bishop in my head i was Perfectly yeah. happy with ha- Haley Steinfeld as Kate, sarcastic, resilient, lots of great comedic moments and sort of awkward moments that she plays off really well. Like even just little beats that you know you really have to like sit there and sort of think about, like her wearing her aunt's clothes when they're staying in her apartment Mom, and stuff like it's that. It's funny. Some
1: of there's that's so, that's so many hilarious. great.
0: Yeah. Like when she goes to the, the office, fur, after, the fur-rimmed yeah. like uh, like hoodie or whatever.
1: She goes to the office like the next day in her aunt's like power suit that's like <laughs> orange zebra stripes or something like that. <laughs> I guess that's tiger stripes. Her but, mom, like, like, calls her it's, and her mom's <laughs> like, What the fuck are you wearing? She's wearing like tiger stripe clothes. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And she's like, she's so charming, you're just kinda like, I'm okay with this. I'm like, I'll watch more of this, especially once her and like Yolina know, get on the camera together, where you're just like, yeah, Oh my fuck. god just like side me up for all the fucking movies of these two like this oh, is yeah. great
0: i was in the same boat like what when you were saying like just give me this young avengers i was like i don't i don't even care if it's young avengers just yeah, put those know. two on a team together yeah like, and i'll fucking watch it i don't care what team it is it's just those two are so good back and forth they got so yeah. many
1: characters set up they may as well just do a fucking young team at this point so yeah
0: i don't uh, know let's see cast uh i want to call out jolt playing pizza dog who i mean fantastic
1: I mean, he's a good boy. He's such a good boy.
0: Good boy. It's a good boy. <laughs> <a good> boy. <laughs> uh, Veer Farmiga. I she's always great. I it was I kind of like so, I, I so after having watched all of Bates Motel. Yeah, uh, I, I can't see her as anything but a villain character, though. So like I'm immediately suspicious of her whenever she's not whenever she plays a character kind of thing.
1: I, I knew immediately when they cast her that she was going to be the bad guy because she's yeah. always the bad guy in everything, except for those Conjuring movies. And see, what I liked in this is I'm like, oh, wait, she can act because usually in those Conjuring movies, which is where I see her the most, she's fucking terrible in those. Oh, she and was, was
0: great in Bates Motel. I
1: don't know. Like, that's what I mean. I've heard yeah. Bates Motel. She's excellent. I've heard she's excellent in other stuff, but I'm like, those Conjuring movies are the worst schlock possible. And like she has two yeah, expressions. I think I watched like maybe the first one, and then I was like done with it. She has scared and shrieky, and that's basically <laughs> the only two emotions she has. Yeah, and it's awful, but she's okay in this. I don't mind her.
0: No, she did it well. It's just I, I just automatically uh, yeah. associate her with villain characters now. So yeah,
1: same. And then uh yeah, but um, and then the dude who played. Swordmaster, i was like i'm cool with him he was fine like lilo yeah with,
0: yeah, the dude that played jack T- tony, dalton. tony yeah, dalton he was he was fun and he played like that sort of like bumbling goofy kind of dude perfectly and him like constantly fucking up the aphorisms with a-, a-, a like biff from back to the future yeah was just just a perfect just little right. character tech kind of thing and it made it it all made it so believable that Eleanor could totally like set him up to take the fall for her criminal activities. And he would just be totally fucking oblivious to it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And I kept waiting. See, the problem I had was I kept waiting for him to turn into Lalo. Like I just kept waiting for him to turn into like this like vicious monster prick. Like he wants to.
0: Give me more Fucking oh got us uh, soon Winter right like
1: oh fucking that's got to be coming like this year they finished filming it right like he's he's alive and like they finished it so it's done i hope hopefully oh yeah anyway <laughs> who else was in this motherfucker uh, call i thought like, the. Scared.
0: i was impressed in particular with the chemistry that clint and laura have in this that like linda cartellini and clint and, and renner have even though they're like never on screen until that last scene like and, she's just She's so fucking
1: great. Like, who gives a shit? Like, just put her in everything. I love Linda Cardellini. She's one of those, like, grew up in the 90s girls for me. So, like, yeah, on board. Yeah. Like, her as Velma.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm always going to take an opportunity to fucking plug Freaks and Geeks because she was great in that. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. She was good in that, too. But
0: I will say, I I thought Alaco Cox did a good job. I am not 100% sold on and and a whole series based on her like you know if they do bring in daredevil and kingpin great and i you know i your pitch there like totally makes sense to me but like otherwise like i'm not unless they do bring in existing known quantities Quantities. kind of thing i just don't know how there's enough there to like substantiate an entire series but it's one of those points where like please prove me wrong. I would be totally thrilled to be proven wrong about this. So like go nuts. I, you know, I'm going to watch it anyways. It's just, I, I, you know, right now I'm like trying to wrap my head around like how they would make a full series based on that character. Echo in the
1: comics is so tied to the daredevil lore and background and like Kingpin and daredevil and like their all that shit. Cause actually like in the comics, it's not Ronan who kills her father or that uh, Kingpin tells her killed her father. He tells her that daredevil killed her father. And sends her after daredevil so like mm-hmm. that's the story in the books right so like and like having kingpin tied to the are we gonna have like just just give me more fucking daredevil is basically <laughs> what i'm trying to say just give me more daredevil and like include echo because i would i'm happy to see more of that like, i'm gonna watch all this shit regardless they've never let me down so far like every, the, every time we were like oh they're gonna do something new the worst i get is eternals which like killed two hours
0: <laughs> yeah
1: or two and a half i guess that was a long one but
0: yeah, <laughs> they're all fucking two and a half hours.
1: I before. still got to rewatch that one too. I've only ever seen it. I think I saw it twice and I was, I don't know, I I only saw that one once actually. Anyway, it didn't yeah, really I'm work for me that one, one. We'll talk Thanks. about that in a minute. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> do you have any like gripes? Do you have anything you want to bitch about? Do you have like, no, there's other... I didn't even have anything technical to talk about on this one. Like everything looked fine. Technically, just, yeah, like, it was kind good. of like pedestrian. Like it looked like MCU Movie 101. Fine. Yeah. Sounded good. Special effects are like on point.
0: There's not as many like it felt to me. This is the closest Disney plus series we've had to the Marvel Netflix series so far. Like, cause it's not, it's not quite as brutal and gritty as the Netflix series, but like, it's starting to get there. Yeah, um, which which works for Hawkeye as a character, but like there was more practical effects and stunts, way less CGI than any of the pr- other Disney Plus series that we've had even so like, far. Yeah,
1: even Falcon and Winter Soldier had a lot more yeah. like CGI stuff going on in it than this one. Yeah, like that did. whole
0: fucking like truck fight and everything yeah, like the, that, like yeah, so much and, and anything involving uh, Falcon, Falcon, right? right? Like yeah. oh yeah, the the wings and shit was going to be CGI too. So yeah, what else? I, I wanted you know, specifically take a moment to talk about like the disability portrayals. Like I appreciate how much time they spent on Clint's hearing loss and the toll that all the missions and stuff have taken on his, his body overall over the yeah. years, presenting the audience with what he hears at times. And also with Maya's point of view, you know, or point of hearing, I guess you, whatever you want to say so that we understand that he can hardly fucking hear Kate talking to him without his hearing aid in and shit like that. The flashback scenes for Maya as a kid got like pretty fucking heartbreaking uh, at yeah. times, like where she's in her class and like only being able to rip lip read like certain words and trying to piece together what people are saying and all that. And and yeah, that like you said, the actor that plays Maya Alaquacoq, she is actually deaf and actually does have a prosthetic leg. Yeah. So great fucking representation there.
1: And his native, uh, I believe also, like is Native American. She is, is yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Which the character is also so it was kind of cool that they tied it all together yeah. for that one.
0: Yeah, so I was I was happy with all of that, and I mean, on top of that, there was a lot of heart tied into the disability element of it, but there was a lot of heart just in generally overall. Like the relationships were one of the best written parts of the whole thing. Yeah, there's a lot of like nuance in in them. Even like Kate,
1: Kate and her mom, I quite liked that yeah. like relationship. Like it doesn't become like my mom's a supervillain like real like what was me about it. It, 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 it it's a little more matter of fact than that but it's still like like they still have a relationship they haven't gone like well I'm never speaking to you again mom after all this nonsense kind of thing like it, it's kind of left nebulous to like mm-hmm. expand further in the future and stuff so I like that as opposed to just like hey this is also like my mom is a, like a, a megalomaniacal like supervillain and I killed her in my first appearance like it's going to be <laughs> uh it can be a recurring kind of problem yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah.
0: I thought Clint's interactions with his kid were pretty good, even though the kids aren't the best fucking actors. But like yeah. he Renner sells it pretty well. I'm trying to figure out. They must have cast them. Like they cast them obviously
1: for like Infinity War or like End Game. Whenever they did that it was End Game, right? When they first showed the kids. Oh no, it was Age of Ultron. It was no, Ultron. it
0: was earlier than that. Yeah, because it yeah, it was it was ages ago. Because I just actually watched the Marvel Legends on Hawkeye, yeah, um, just to kind of get his his a little more of his backstory. And they show them like those actors have been in those roles for age, you know, obviously not consistently, but yeah, for like seven or eight years or something yeah. like that at this point. I don't, I wonder where it's they caught.
1: like wonder where they found those kids. Like I wonder if they were like all did they, did it say in the thing? Were they all actors like at the beginning? Like
0: I don't know. I don't. I okay. mean, I I don't think that. You know, I I haven't seen any of those actors really do anything else. So it seems like they just, you know, grab some stand ins or whatever. And then we're like, oh, shit, now we got to go back to these. I mean, they could have recast them and nobody really would have cared too much. No, probably
1: not. But (laughs) I I think it's interesting they keep going back to the same kids. Like he's got a very consistent family unit since like Age of Ultron, which is, I wouldn't have expected them to do. I would have expected the recast at some point, especially Mm -hmm. when they're getting to the point where like it's been 10 years. We want them to do lines now and like. Some of them are getting a little awkward about the lines. So yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. leaning on the girl who's quite like, she's pretty good. So it's competent.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then I, I like how he clearly, how Clint clearly ends up sort of seeing Kate is, you know, one of his children by the end as yeah. well. That was a nice like relationship. Clinton Kate's chemistry, I think was good. You know, I like those situations where you get two characters in that like mentor mentee relationship that both, You know, contribute they both like Kate clearly makes Clint a better person and Clint is making Kate a better hero and and a better yeah I guess a better person as well like trying to make her understand the gravity of what she's getting into because she's clearly pretty flippant about it at the start and then like Kate is good at kind of like breaking through Clint's defenses and kind of getting them to drop down his kind of more guarded exterior and everything so they had a lot of a lot of good back and forth uh,
1: overall That's like the main reason to watch this. I think that would be the takeaway from overall. It's just like watching the character interactions. They do a lot of quality, like back and forth between a lot of the leads. Like everybody gets some time to shine yeah. across from each other. Like even Vera Formiga, whom like I could care less about. because uh, like all I think about her is conjuring movies has like some scenes across from Haley Steinfeld where I'm like, Oh look, they're like, I think they passed the Bechdel test. Are they just having a conversation about <laughs> stuff. It doesn't yeah. involve any men at all. It's just the two of like they're, they're like the two of their situation. Cool, interesting. Yeah, but they keep talking about Clint. So obviously, I don't think they really actually passed the Bechdel test, but like it feels like they could have at some point.
0: I like the tracksuit mafia. They're a fun set of villains. I think yeah. they're a suitable threat level for Clint and Kate to be able to take on with their like power levels kind of thing.
1: He also kind of clearly doesn't take them super seriously at all. <laughs> kind of like I'm way past these fuckers. Like none of them. Can, they barely could touch him, right? Like they tie him up twice. Like they're so bad at this with him that they have to tie him up twice in one situation. <laughs> and like he gets out both <laughs> times, and he escapes both times, and he gets Kate out also with one shot, basically. Yeah. Right? I love, so.
0: I love, when Clint tells Kate what they're called, and she's like, "That's a little on the nose, don't you think?" Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> they're just hanging a lampshade straight on. And he on basically
1: that says, "Like, yeah, they're not like the fucking brightest bulbs in the chandelier either. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're kind of." most of them are pretty fucking dumb, which she discovers for herself. Like, yeah, they're all kind of fucking yeah. stupid. So
0: I, I like that. We're really, well, I don't know if I like this, or not, but they're really continuing that, that some phase four trend of like characters dealing with past trauma. Uh, and this multiple uh-huh. in this case, like Clint coming to terms with losing his family during the blip and his time as Ronan and the loss of Natasha. And then Kate, like overcompensating for the loss of her father. And then Yelena, coping with losing that like all of that um and
1: oh, it's that marvel special sauce my friend like that's what <laughs> well, that's what we do
0: <laughs> and then they also go very heavily this is something they haven't done as much but into the that idea of like found family you yeah know, with kate kate sort of being welcomed into the bartons by the end and kingpin taking in maya as well kind of thing you know them yep. so it's I mean, that's maybe not the best example because he'd like basically. But obviously,
1: not the nicest guy when it comes to doing yeah, that kind of thing. Not, not as we the saw in season three. Surrogate of father.
0: But. Yeah, as we
1: saw in season three of Daredevil, not uh, yes. super the best mentor to people. Nope. But anyway. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to bring up before we. Uh, fuck, we hit two hours already and wrap up? <laughs> well, we had six, six episodes to recap. True. Yeah.
0: My biggest gripes are like. I am. I'm starting to get burnt out on the Disney Plus shows leaning so heavily into that like PTSD theme. Like, yeah, it's, it's been a lot. Every you know, Wandavision, all of them have been. W- yeah. yeah, exactly. Wandavision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, uh, Loki, and now this. All that's been like one of, if not the central themes. Yeah, and I just i I think I'm ready for a break from that now. Uh, Even so, Spider-Man
1: to a certain extent was about that when we yeah. like comes down to it. I mean, like it kind of obviously goes into a different direction, but like the opening of it is about like, like he's fucking past the Spider-Man catching up to him again and fucking. Well, him. and then,
0: and then the, when the other spiders come in, we're yeah. dealing with their past traumas, right? Yeah. And the past traumas of the villains and
1: shit too. Like yeah, all that so. shit. So, I mean like a lot of, a lot of phase four is like that
0: yeah and so large, but so. I, i'm ready for a break from that you know i understand why they had to do it and i think that they did most they executed most of it pretty well but i'm i'm over it i would like something different and i Ooh. think were, is ms marvel next no
1: i would assume is dr strange not next they're not shuffle this no, I'm stuff talking up?
0: in terms of the the series the netflix oh, series yes it's the, that that, sh- no. the,
1: the disney plus series moon knight i
0: believe is first Oh, is it really? I didn't think Moon Knight was till later this year. I thought Moon Knight was first Marvel series. Okay. Oh yeah, Moon Knight is next. Yeah. Well, actually, they haven't given us a date for any of these yet. Moon Knight, She Hulk, Secret Invasion. Yeah. Ms. Marvel. Ms.
1: Marvel. Yeah, the next like four. Yeah, we don't have release dates for any of those. No. I like I've heard rumors that Moon Knight is like first quarter, but don't quote me on that. I thought the next thing overall was Doctor Strange in May like obviously yeah. like in terms of the movies but like they because because they haven't announced a show yet the next thing i know is actively on the fucking calendar that is next next is dr strange in may right the mm-hmm. marvels is like february is moved back into 2023 if i'm not mistaken right well,
0: i mean even moon night at least like you know with that that's a new character we're not going to be like revisiting things that we've yeah, already seen thing. kind of thing so yeah. i mean moon Knight, from what i understand is a traumatized character. So we'll probably still get some of that, but it won't be like he's dealing with shit that we've, you know, watched him go through already kind of thing.
1: Yeah, no, it'll be uh, new things that he's dealing with. New trauma. Um, yes.
0: Yeah. And then the other, I mean, we talked about during the recap is just like, there's a lot of things that are just hand wavy that just, you know, I, I think so much focus was maybe given to writing dialogue and relationships that they yeah. just did not give as much attention as they probably should have to the plot and yeah. how like the different threads were, were interacting with each other. There's a lot of thing. threads
1: that just kind of like get introduced and then disappear and like are never paid off. And it is like when you rewatch it, you're like, Oh wait, Oh yeah, that's right. They talked about this a lot for like, uh, like 10 minutes. And then it goes nowhere like at all. Well, like dude dies, like they dude dies and they barely bring it up except for like that's what they used to charge her with at the end. like it's very rarely yeah. brought up after that like episode yeah. where it happens kind of thing. like her, he has a little bit of dialogue, Swordmaster has a little bit of dialogue with Hawkeye or like Lady Hawkeye or whatever Kate it was Kate yeah. about it like in that same episode and then like it's barely brought up again until like she's arrested for it in like mm-hmm. the sixth episode. and you're like, wait, what?
0: The other thing in terms of, you know, people being hired to kill people is Who hired was Yelena? Yeah, who hired Yelena? Because was it know. actually Eleanor? I was Kingpin. I always it was Kingpin. We, well, it was
1: Kingpin. Yeah.
0: We, or, but we, did we not fucking see at the end of Black Widow, the Contessa going up to Yelena with a picture of Barton saying like, hey, do you want a shot at the man who is responsible for Natasha's death?
1: That's true. And I'm wondering if but I'm wondering if like the Contessa is also would she would be tied to Kingpin kingpin maybe I maybe like they're in the crime syndicate re- she's together. recruiting
0: yelena on kingpin's behalf or something i don't know that that's something that if it doesn't get explained explicitly in a later installment or something yeah. like that then it will be one of those things that just ends up kind of being oh we'll never know who it was that actually did hire right. yelena
1: yeah well i mean like I, I agree with you yeah there was a there was a couple of those like we've brought a, a bunch of them that like i was like yeah they didn't really like tie the plot together real nicely but like it didn't really matter. It's almost like it's like Spider-Man. Basically, I'm having the same reaction that I had with Spider-Man, just like on a, to a lesser degree yeah. where I'm like, there's a bunch of shit in that movie that I was like not super happy with, but I had so much fun watching it that I barely care. They gave me Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin. So I was like, well, yeah, your plot just barely fucking holds together with the loosest thread. And I'm squinting <laughs> at it pretty hard to make it do that. But you gave me Vincent D'Onofrio back and Haley Steinfeld super cute and Florence Pugh's awesome. And they're cute together that's fun and i like this echo and jeremy renner doesn't suck so overall this is a win for me
0: but like but then, then they leave scripts. you with with the oh, worst the fucking in your mouth of the, oh, yeah, the fucking musical. like the worst marvel mid credit scene ever it possibly like just the cringiest shit i've ever seen oh possibly God, yeah. the worst four and a half minutes in the entire mcu and oh. i'm including incredible hulk in that
1: absolutely the worst six minutes that I've spent in the MCU is that (laughs) 12 minute long song that they made me listen to
0: four and a half minutes, but it feels like an hour. It feels like two years. (laughs) It feels like that's what
1: happens when you blip as you listen to that for five years.
0: And like, I have like, I know people that are like, I want to see that whole musical and shit like that. And I'm like, you shut your fucking whore mouth. Oh no,
1: Cause they'll make it. And then I'll have to watch it. And then I'll have to kill myself. Like that'll be, that's the end of me right there. Yeah,
0: that's us like, Mark being like, Nope, I can't, I can't do these MCU movies anymore because you did that.
1: Yeah. You did that. You fucking ruined it for me. Like you ruined all of <laughs> it for me. Now all I have is Batman. That looks like the third iteration of fucking Chris Nolan's Batman again. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. Guys, a <laughs> Marvel's turned into a musical, and they can't do Batman properly anymore. So we're fucked. It's over. Anyway, geek, no, I'm just kidding. Rain review time. Let's uh, get out of this one. What did you think about Hawkeye overall? Like, give it a number. Um,
0: I was pretty, I was I was good with it overall. I'm going to say like eight and a half out of ten, which okay. I think puts it kind of firmly in the mid tier of the Uh, The the Disney Plus series for me. Uh, It's a lot of fun. There's great character development. There's just some plot holes and I'm ready for like a different main theme to these Disney Plus shows. Yeah,
1: agreed. I will... I'll say eight... I think it's weird that I'm going lower than you in a Marvel thing. I understand, but
0: <laughs> I, I went back and forth between eight and eight and a half. So eight,
1: eight kind of works for me. Like it's completely mm-hmm. watchable and you're going to have a blast doing it. And it's also like, it doesn't overstay its welcome either. Like it's a nice, it's paced. Well, yeah. it's paced quite well. And like really even the four hour or like the six episodes that are 45 minutes long, each ish. Yeah. Uh, don't feel like they're super long ever. Even rewatching them. I was like, Oh no, this works completely fine for me. So yeah, good times. Cool. Let's move on to our last segment, Geek Cred, where we recommend something to you that we liked this week. I'm just fucking done now. I'm so tired. Tim, what do you want to recommend to the fine people?
0: Uh, So I got something that I ordered many months ago. I think almost a year ago now. I received my 25th anniversary Secret of Monkey Island, or Monkey Island, I guess, anthology, big gift set from Limited Run Games. And I just actually I, I've had it for like a week, but because holiday shit has been yeah, busy, yeah. I haven't had a chance to open it. So I just opened it up today and it's it's fun. There's a, a really like detail. Well, a book that goes into great detail on at least the first couple of games, which is really the ones that like are the classics kind of thing of the genre, yeah. uh, the adventure game genre. And uh, it really like has like no detail on the later games. I'm guessing like they just maybe ran out of funding to like do that part of it or whatever, but uh, cause these are all like, Kickstartery kind of games right like they don't even start making them until they know how many people have pre-ordered yeah. them but it has all the games on cd but also on a usb because they understand a lot of people don't have optical drives anymore yeah
1: it's 2021 optical yeah. drives kind of like went the way of the dodo so
0: yeah a couple of little statues and like just other you know fun little like paraphernalia there's one that, that's really fun that anybody that's played the first game will know that there's this a point there's a little gag at which like if you go down a certain, like, if you go through a certain door or something like that, it tells you like that you can't, that you have to put in disk 22, like floppy disk 22 in order to access that area. Except there is no floppy disk 22. So you just have to like go back out and continue on a different way kind of thing. This actually comes with a physical 1.4 megabyte disk 22 in it. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> so, Okay. Yeah. So it was just as fun as just I, I like the experience of, you know, for for things that I have a lot of investment in, I like having that, like, opportunity to have, like, a nice big, like, collector set kind of thing.
1: Cool. I was playing Psychonauts too. It just made me think of those. Because, like, Tim Schafer, right? Oh, yeah, Tim Schafer.
0: Yeah, Tim Schafer.
1: That one is, like, it's weird because that one kind of works for me because it plays, like, an actual video game, if that yeah. makes any sense. Like, it's a platformer. It more a than pl- anything yeah, else. it's a platformer. Yeah.
0: That, so, that like, just I, has kind of some of those, like, uh, adventure game, comedy trappings and story trappings. Yeah, it's 10. a lot of like
1: the the writing in it is very like reminiscent of those games more than anything else to me. Yeah, but I, yeah I was fiddling with that because I played the original like that must be an original Xbox game I think that first Psychonauts like it came out on Xbox yeah. like Xbox Xbox.
0: Well, this set is a 25th anniversary kind of thing uh, of the it's, it's, that's cool. I, I think it's actually I think it's several years past the 25th anniversary now. Pro-
1: I mean, at this point, yeah, who knows, right? <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So for me, the only thing I'm just going to recommend a song because like Chino from Deftones uh, has one of his side bands called Crosses and they put out a cover of Goodbye Horses on Christmas Eve for some reason. I don't know why. but It's pretty good. So I was listening to that and I was like, you know what? Let's recommend that to people because it takes three minutes to listen to it. And uh, that's about all you got to do. It's nice. interesting. Just listening to Chino like croon up that song. I just—it's so ingrained in me as like from *Silence of the Lambs*. *Silence of the Lambs*. But, like, yeah. I, even when I hear it, I'm. I, I, it's either Jay. I picture Jay standing there
0: tucking <laughs> with his dick. Or I'm <laughs> back
1: to like fucking *Silence of the Lambs*. So like that's, that's all you, know? you get from that movie. So that's weird. That song, you know. <laughs> That's something. Anyway, everybody, thank you for listening to this excessively long episode about Hawkeye. This has been episode 284 of Dance Robot Dance. If you haven't already, please subscribe. You can do that from any podcasting app via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Basically, anywhere you get podcasts, we had to move hosts this week. So if you're <laughs> hearing this, actually, you can do me a favor if you're hearing this. Fucking shout us out. like, Eat us up on Twitter or Facebook this week and just say, like, I got the podcast. Just tell me. Yep. Just let, let us me know. know that it made it into your ears. Because <laughs> like, obviously, I will be checking the services myself and whatnot to sp- see that they're out there. But I want to make sure everybody's kind of transitions seamlessly on their subscriptions and that Shout Engine didn't fuck us at the fucking finish line like I kind of expected <laughs> them to. Anyway, you can do all of that via uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. We're on Twitter at drd underscore podcast. Or Tim, who is also on Twitter, you can hit him up. Uh, at drd underscore tim i'm on twitter at m underscore roulette you can also hit me up on instagram mt underscore roulette either place just let us know that you got this week's episode that would be great because i have no idea how this is going to work
0: fingers crossed this is the
1: first episode we're putting out on the new service basically so that's good there's a really long one that's going to be a huge
0: file that i gotta try and <laughs> upload
1: so all right guys have a good one
0: there are four arrows more dangerous than that one
1: Really, I want to see what the other four were because, like, sure, they only use a couple anyway.
0: I I love the ones that just end up labeled way too dangerous. (laughs) So (laughs) it was a fun show. Good show.
1: Did I even give it a number? Yes, at eight. Anyway, bye.